Lord, I honor you. Lord, I bless your name. I glorify you. I extol you. I exalt you this morning. I proclaim you are King Yahweh. You are God. You rule and reign over the nations, King of the nations. Majesty, dominion, power. Yes, be ascribed unto you. I give you glory this morning. I give you worship this morning. Oh, glory, 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 glory. What a day. Father, we bless your name. We give you praise. We give you honor. We lift your name on high. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be honored. You are worthy to be exalted. You are worthy to be extolled. Hallelujah. Blessed day who come in your name. Thank you, Lord, that our eyes this morning have been calibrated. Our sense of understanding enlightened. Yes, we have come to the place of your desire. We are coming to the place of your counsel. We're coming to the place of your passion. We're coming to the place of divine representation. We join the nations this morning to proclaim, to honor, to hallow your name. Yes, Lord, to bless your name. We are the company of them who worship you in spirit and in truth. to your word you're faithful to your promises hallelujah glory friends want to welcome you this morning if you have the opportunity to join me this morning wherever you are or you're joining from a different time zone right maybe you are just um, about going to bed or it's still afternoon at your end welcome this is the Potter's gates online broadcast my name is isaiah phillips akintola want to be uh, i want to i want to express amen my joy and my excitement this morning you might ask me what 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 was the was the excitement all about well jesus is on the throne the lord is on the throne hallelujah i want to thank god for his goodness his mercy in our life wherever you are this morning this is the day the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in him not in it but in him in christ hallelujah let's celebrate his honor his goodness his mercy his love let's celebrate the fact that we can see amen another day that means we have another opportunity amen to to express his desire to manifest his purpose to align with his will amen and of course that means that all hell amen yes will be in pandemonium why because we are alive you know why we are the expression of God's counsel and desire in the earth. We are the very manifestation of God's, amen, purposes in the earth. And that's the reason why you're going through what you're going through because the enemy, the enemy does not want you, amen, to represent the intentions of God. But anyhow, we are alive and well. So let's honor God this morning. We were going to be dealing with uh, uh, just, a, you know, uh, 
a topic, something the Lord drew my attention to two days ago, and I spoke a bit, yes, of it, and uh, I just want to conclude it this morning so we can continue on, you know, our teachings that we've been talking about. We've been doing a, a series on recasting the vision, recasting the vision, uh, and I believe that that uh, a message has been bringing some direction and alignment into your life. Please do not forget, we are still recasting the vision, okay? But uh, uh, this morning, I just want us to, you know, uh, look at this concept of walking, amen, in the balance of kingdom perspective. Walking in the balance of kingdom perspective. And the Lord drew my attention to, you know, to the scripture in Matthew 20, uh, uh, 20 you know, 22, uh, uh, 29. And that's where, you know, I just want to zero in. But before we do that, let us pray once again. Father, we just honor you. We honor you. We glorify you. We rejoice in you. We celebrate you this morning once again. Wherever our time zone is, whatever our time zone may be, Father, we pray once again this this day, oh God, that as we connect, oh God, with your heartbeat, because that's what we are here for, to connect with your heart, to know what you're saying. You say, let them who have the ears hear what the Spirit is saying. We want to be aligned. We want to, oh God, live within the atmosphere. We want to sit at the table, yes, of that which you're dishing out to, to you know, to your church, to the ecclesia, yes, to the nations. Day by day we come, oh Father. And so we ask of you once again that even as you bring us to your table and you begin to, yes, uh, uh, feed us with this present meat, this meat in due season, I pray that this word, oh God, yes, will penetrate deep into every heart every mind, every soul. I pray this morning that we will resonate with what you are saying. Oh God, that our heart, our life once again will bring glory and pleasure and honor unto your name. We once again ask, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. That is our desire. We want to manifest your kingdom. We want to represent your desire. We want our life to bring pleasure to your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, friends, thank you so very much. If you're joining me this morning, we're just going to go straight, amen, into what we believe the Spirit of God, all right, is saying. I'm sure by now you understand, amen, how we how we journey on this platform, how we, you know, we, 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 you know, we interact with the things of God, okay? God speaks to us. We listen, we respond, amen. We don't like, oh, no, no, no. God speaks. If God speaks to me, gives a word, amen, that God is speaking, that God is aligning my heart to, all right? And I test that word in my own life. I, I allow that word, amen, to resonate, to sit, amen, to, to you know, to, to speak to me. Of course, then I bring that word out, okay? So I'm just, amen, if you will, a mouthpiece of, you know, of God for the body of Christ, amen, for the church of Christ, particularly for the nation of South Africa and of course for the continent and you know you know the, the, the globe you know as and at large so I'm hoping this morning that wherever you are what I'm saying may, may be resonating with you or in fact may be a confirmation may align with maybe what God amen has been saying to you so on this platform what we say amen will bring you know affirmation confirmation amen will bring exaltation will bring edification will bring correction sometimes will bring rebuke amen Amen. People don't like that aspect when the word of God, amen, comes, you know, with that tonation of a rebuke. But we all like it. We want 
to have, amen, the word of God correcting and rebuking us because, of course, that's how we get to be disciplined. My son, do not, amen, reject, do not refuse, amen, the instruction, the discipline of your father. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've heard of all those teachings about the fatherless generation where we have a father and we listen, amen, to his instruction. We let him to guide us. We let him to instruct us. We let him, amen, sometimes to, you know, give us a hiding. Amen. If you, if that is in the scripture, amen. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Isaiah said, amen, I was not re rebellious, amen, to the hiding of God, to the beating of God, you know, to the correction. I was not. Morning by morning, hallelujah, instruct me. If you read that scripture that we usually read in, in Isaiah, you know, 54 by the time you get to the verse 5 he spoke about that amen that he did not he did not shy away from the correction from the rebuke of the lord all right this morning i'm not here to rebuke you i'm just here amen to encourage you of course that's what we're here for all right so i'm hoping i'm praying that this word amen will really really resonate with you and of course we've been dealing with amen the matters of the kingdom we've been dealing with the issues of the kingdom for a while and of course that's what we're going to continue to be dealing with until jesus comes because the context of the world we live in, amen, is a context of two kingdoms. Hallelujah. The context of the world we live in is a context of, amen, the, the reality, the manifestation, amen. Yes, the, 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 the jostling, hallelujah, of kingdoms, amen. There is a kingdom of God and, of course, there is a kingdom of darkness. Now, when we use the term kingdom, it's important that we understand what that means. It means that, amen, that, 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 that there's an agenda, all right, there is an agenda. Hallelujah! Behind that, behind that agenda, there is a force. Amen. Yes, there are powers. Amen. Who wants certain narrative to become? Amen. Yes, you know, a reality. Of course, to their advantage. Are you getting what I'm talking about? If we don't have this mindset that we live in a world governed by kingdoms, then we are already defeated. And of course, that's what the enemy wants us, amen, to believe that. No, we, we don't do kingdom, we do democracy. No, <laughs> there's nothing like that. The reality is the powers behind democracy, amen, operates through kingdom because that's the only way, amen, they can maintain, they can sustain, they can continue, amen, to, uh, to advance their agenda. It's important. And I'm beginning to see that one of the reasons why God, you know, flashed this word into my spirit because he really wants us to understand, amen, that indeed we live, amen, in a world that is governed by kingdoms. And in that kingdom or in those kingdoms, there are values, amen, there are belief systems, there are ideologies, there are philosophy, amen, there are thinking patterns, amen. Those kingdoms are run by powerful economy, hallelujah. All of that are run by a system called power called power and if we don't understand how the kingdom of god amen or how kingdom work we will be susceptible amen to the lies of the enemy we will give him we will fall amen now one of the things that the spirit of god as god began to speak to me this word amen came into my spirit i said at the at you know at this end of days it is essential to to avoid living in the extreme so I need to give a balance to what I'm talking about because we are talking about balance also here. Remember, the title of the message, amen, is Avoiding Spiritual Extremism, Walking in the Balance, amen, of Kingdom Perspective. And I'll be explaining what that is, but I quickly just want to, you know, draw our attention to, you know, uh, the, the phrase that I'm trying to explain, okay? All right? I said, at this end of this, it is essential to avoid living in the extremes. 
Amen. By living in the extreme, amen, we risk losing balance in our spiritual life. We risk losing balance. Remember, Jesus is the core. Jesus is the center. Jesus Christ is the center and he must be the center, amen, of everything that our life is and represents. You know, for a while now, the Lord has been using this imagery to speak to me, you know, of a spoke. Have you seen the bicycle? If you see the tire of a bicycle, all right, the tire has got a spoke. All right, you know, by that, you know, on, on that spoke, if you look at the, the center, there is a, there's a round wheel that holds the, the spokes together. Okay, now Jesus is that round, you know, is that small circle there. All right, yes, th those spokes represent all of the dimension, amen, of the realities of his prophetic counsel for humanity, for creation. Call, you can call it, amen, you know, uh, uh, um, ministry. Okay. But all of that represents the various aspects of his kingdom life. Amen. Those, each of those spokes represent, you know, a reality. All right. Yes. Now, at the, at the outside of the spoke, amen, of course, is the ecclesia, the church, the body of Christ, you and I. All right. We are connected to the spoke. Those spokes are connected to Christ. You, you understand? When when things move out of order, the bicycle will not, will not move. That's the concept. That's the imagery of the cherubim. You get it. That's the image of the cherubim. You see that that, that, that is perfection, hallelujah, in unison. But that's not what I'm about. I'm just giving you, I'm just using that as an analogy to, to, to explain to us that everything about our life, amen, is a well-arranged, organized, amen, you know, spiritual system. The kingdom of God is a system. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God operates through a system. This system are designed, amen, to allow us to function effectively. It doesn't mean that things are going to be easy or think we're going to get things cheap. It just means that, amen, we have been trained. We understand the value. We understand the way. We understand the modus operandi. We understand how things, amen, function. Jesus put it this way. I love the way Jesus put it. You know, in, in, in uh, John 15, you know, he says, everything is connected to me including you yes he says my my my, my father i'll is in fact he said i am the you know i am the vine all right you are the branches he said my my father amen is the owner is the is the source hallelujah he is connected to christ we are connected to you know to him every other thing is connected to me he said without him you can do absolutely nothing now, the point that I'm trying to make, and I, I, I'm, I'm jumping a lot of things here, but the point I'm trying to make is we need to be in the balance to be able to see, to be able to understand, amen, the full scope of how, amen, the kingdom of God, amen, is designed to operate in our life and through our life. And one of the things, amen, that allow us to function effectively, amen, within the life, within the scope of the kingdom, amen, is hedged on two things. And Jesus rebuked the Pharisee or the Sadducees, amen, for, for not understanding, for not, you know, having a knowledge of those reality, amen, is hedged on the scripture and that which is called the power of God. Of course, the scripture, amen, which we can define as the framework of how God wants us, amen, to live the scripture give us amen what the lord expect of us the scripture is the blueprint amen the scripture is the blueprint Let, let's let's leave it that way i love that uh, you know concept that uh, you know uh, um, the, you know uh, um, example the scripture is the blueprint now what does the scripture does the scripture allow us to understand how god wants us 
to live our life, how God wants us to function, how God wants us, amen, yes, to represent him. That's what the scripture does. The scripture gives us knowledge, information, understanding, hallelujah. And then that, that but there's the other flip upside, the, the flip side of the, you know, of, you know, the intentions of God, which is the power of God. Jesus put it this way. Let me look, let me, let me look for that scripture quickly. In fact, you will see that scripture scrolling down, all right, you know, the screen. But I thought I, I, I put it somewhere. <clears throat> I thought I actually put it somewhere. But Jesus was speaking, amen, to, the, you know, the Pharisee in Matthew, in Matthew 22, 29. It says, you err, amen, you are mistaken, all right, and you fall into error. In fact, are you in error? Because you do not have the knowledge, amen. You do not have the knowledge of the scripture and the power of God. All right. You do not have the knowledge of the scripture. Okay, I have it here. You 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 will see where I'm putting my counsel. All right, down here, Matthew 22, 29. Jesus answered, he was talking to the Sadducees, the Syndries, and all of these, you know, well knowledgeable people, all right, back in his day. It says, you are making mistake. You are mistaken. Your perspective is wrong. All right. You've come to the wrong conclusion. And I put it to you that many of us, even those of us who claim to have given our life to Jesus Christ, who are working with Christ today, we are also making this mistake. Okay. Some are running with one path. Some are running with one aspect of trying to find out, amen, trying to know what the scripture says. And like I said some few days ago, all right, that when the magus, the magis, when the wise men came, all right, from the east, okay, yes, to, you know, to, to worship, amen, the king that was born. They say a king today is born, in, you know, in Jerusalem, hallelujah. And they went, of course, if a king is born, naturally you go to the palace. So they went to the palace and they're like, no, there's no other king. Herod said, I'm the only king. So Herod made an inquiry and the, you know, the elders of the day, the wise men of his time, amen, if you will, you know, the, 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 the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the priests, amen, the chief rabbi, everybody came. And they were able to accurately give Herod, yes, where this child was to be born. Yes, a king is being prophesied. A king is to be born. And is, is to be born in Bethlehem of Judah. Bethlehem of Judah? Okay. So, the magus. So, Herod said, you go look for this king. So that I to ask can do what to worship him. I can also pay homage. Of course, we know that his, his plan was to kill him. But something was happening. And I've always loved to preach on this concept that, you know, God can be moving within our life, within our environment, and we're not aware of it. But here's a people, all right, they've read about it. They knew it. They've been tracking the prophetic, amen, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 word that a king is going to be born. A king had been born, but they were not aware. But you see, they had the knowledge. So my point is we can have a knowledge of the scripture. We can go to Bible school. We can acquire all the knowledge we want. We can read all the books. If our mind has not been transformed, if our sense of understanding has not been awakened, because listen to this. I heard, you know, one of my best, you know, uh, uh, mentors by the name Watchmanee made this statement. It says, it says, it says, 
God, the Lord uses a sanctified mind, a sanctified mind, a sanctified psyche, all right, to express, amen, his intention. In other words, our mind is supposed to be informed, our intellectual ability, capability, hallelujah, is an instrument in the hand of God. God did not give us a mind, amen, to be thrown down. No, he gave us a mind so that, amen, we can have intelligence regarding how the things of God, amen, should function because indeed God speaks to our spirit, but our spirit then takes, you know, that knowledge, that information, pass it through our mind, all right, yes, to the outside world. Are you getting the point? So it's important. The Bible says Jesus opened the mind of the people, the guys on the road to Emmaus. The Bible says Jesus opened their mind. The Lord opened their mind so they could understand. So understanding is important. Knowledge is important. God gave us a mind. But how we use it and how we focus, amen. Yes, the, the objective of our mind is another thing. And that is where many of us, amen, have allowed the enemy to cheat us, okay? We have a mind, but we are focusing that mind on the wrong thing. We are using our mind. We are filling our mind. All right. Somebody said, okay, if you want God to use you, you want God to do something, you know, unique in your life, you've got to first empty yourself. Empty yourself. Me, empty your mind. There's so many things, amen, that have clustered our mind, our thought. I'm just saying th this to buttress the fact that God wants, amen, our mind to be sanctified. God wants us to have, amen, a sound intellectual, you know, aptitude, capacity. Yes, because that is, amen, yes, for his use, for his objective. But if we have a mind, amen, that is not filled, that is not sanctified, amen, that is carnal, that is sensual, of course, we are going to depend, amen, on the wisdom of this world. In fact, what the world says, amen, is what we are going to believe. And that's what we're seeing, amen, today going on in the church. That the that the church is becoming more carnal. The church is becoming more sensual. We are, we are depending more on our intellectual, you know, ability. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, in the last day, knowledge will increase. This is not the knowledge of God. This is the knowledge of the man of sin. This is the knowledge, amen, of, amen, the manifestation, if you will, of the fruit of the tree of, the, of, of you know, of uh, knowledge of good and evil. This is not the knowledge of the tree of life. And that's why since 2020, I've been writing a book that should, should have been finished right now. And the concept is about the two kinds of knowledge, the war of knowledge. I've been writing a book, yes. And I'm hoping that by next year, I will finish it. This is this this book, amen, is a game changer because it delves into, amen, the world of knowledge. Because listen, the world, the, the, the battles that we have faced today is a battle of philosophy, and philosophy speaks into knowledge. What fruit are we eating from? Where are we, hallelujah, feeding? What are we feeding our ourselves? And where are we getting that information? I'm saying all of this to bring amen, us to the point where we understand that God wants us to have knowledge. He wants us to be filled. He wants us to have amen, a sound mental aptitude. He wants us to have a sound mental knowledge. He wants us to be, you know, if you will, intellectual. Intellectual just means that you have knowledge, you have information. But also he wants us amen, to operate amen, in the power. Hallelujah. Because the system that we're dealing with, amen, the world that we're dealing with behind all of these things that looks like knowledge all of that amen are powerful you know demonic satanic amen spirits amen they represent a kingdom 
And if we don't have, amen, the power of God that corresponds, that works in alignment with what we know, we will be defeated. We will be left, amen, yes, like, you know, you know, uh, some churches were left, you know, back in the days. You know, you know, many of the churches that have shut down, that have closed down, you know, those buildings that we see in Europe, particularly in United Kingdom, that have shut down. Many of those churches have been turned to all kinds of... Those church in you know back in the day, hallelujah, were a functional church. They were they were functioning, but at some point they began to lose the power of God. The presence of God no longer resided in them because all kinds of things were imported until those churches, amen, became empty and they just became, you know, a building, a monument where you know people who are into disco now can buy, you know, once a church structure. We've seen witches buying churches, doing all kinds of things, you know? Yes, because what are they going to do with the building? You see, it's not about the building. Something happened about the people within, amen, that context of, of life. They miss God. And I'm saying the same thing today that even as we begin to press into the world of AI and we begin to press into the world, amen, of information technology, we need to be more, hallelujah, sensitive, awakened and alive that our power, our ability, our trust is not, amen, in these things. We have to come to the point, to the place where we understand, hallelujah, where our life, amen, what our source is and where our life, amen, yes, is heading to us. We should know that we are representing a kingdom and that kingdom, amen, is demonstrated by the power of God. Of course, we will understand what power is because you may say, well, look at that church. They have power. You know, that you're able to gather five, 20,000 people and you pray for people and all kinds of things and drama is going on in the church. That's not what I'm talking about. Please don't, don't get me wrong in case you think I'm talking about some show. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the power that allow us to represent, amen, the kingdom of God, to represent the intentions of God, to exercise the dominion of God within the system of Babylon. Because, you know, it is so easy. In the days we live in, it's so easy that when we use a word, our mind goes into a particular, you know, scenario. Particularly when you say power. Power. Ooh. Hallelujah. No, no, I'm not talking about those crazy things. That so-called Pentecostal charismatic or even some apostolic people today are doing. That's not what I'm talking about. Anybody can talk about anything in the name of power. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about power as, amen, as designed by heaven. Power to administrate, to establish. Are you following me? I was trying to give us some definition here. I said, at this end of days, it is essential to avoid living in the extreme. That's what led me to what I'm saying right now. I'm trying to bring a balance because I know what I'm saying, you know, can be very sensitive. Some people in the in the in the, in the apostolic reformation, when they hear what I'm talking about, they say, ah. This guy maybe is backsliding. He's not focusing on the things that we're moving away from. No, you you are far from the truth. I'm talking about living in the balance, living from amen, the realm of the full counsel of God's word. 
Anybody who know me will know that <laughs> I've paid a price to know, to search out. I've given my life, amen, to studying. I study night and day. Sometimes even when I'm sleeping, you know, my, my iPad is awakening. I'm listening. My atmosphere is filled with knowledge. My house, amen, is filled with knowledge. I didn't just time buying books today. I, people who know me, you know, 30 years ago, you know, the church that I that we established in Nigeria, people who know me, they will know. In fact, in our church, not only do we have, amen, you know, a, a place where you can borrow books, we also have a book library. Excuse me, a bookshop where you can buy books. Where you can, I, I, I invest in the in the issues of knowledge. People must know. spend my money most of my money on things that gives me information <laughs> i can tell you 60 to 70 percent of the books that i have in my library are not just christian books; they are in fact what you define as secular books because i want to know how babylon thinks i want to know how those people who call themselves millionaires billionaires I want to know how to think. I've got books about, you know, on Warren Buffett. In fact, I've got a book that Warren Buffett wrote amen, that they say amen, is the Bible of Entrepreneur. I've got it somewhere. I've shown you guys. Yes, it's still there. Let me show you. This book was written by Warren Buffett. This is a very expensive book. Any entrepreneur that's got this book is like, you've arrived. I've got books here. You see, these are, you know, a pocket manager. Pocket strategy. Pocket information technology. Pocket on marketing. These are all sets. Amazon.com Get big fast Why am I showing you all of this? I'm telling you that I'm not a novice When it comes to amen. Yes, the issue of Information But I'm telling you that Information, knowledge Is also part of what the enemy And, and I, we've not even begun to delve Into the world of dark knowledge when you begin to talk about satanism, amen, and, you know, the lies between, you understand, the false light, the, 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 those who are worshipping Lucifer, what that means, amen. We're not talking about knowledge that connects, amen, yes, that aligns to, you know, you know, to the universe, to the cosmos, yes, you know, yes, to, you know, to the stars, all kinds of dimension of, you know, philosophy and psychology and, and, and astronomies. We've not even begun to talk about all of those things. There are knowledge way beyond what the church today understands. And there are people investing their life, investing their soul, alright? There are people going into all kinds of meditations and yoga. In fact, 
you know yoga has levels there are all kinds of dimensions okay that when you go into in the world of you know you know buddhism and hinduism all right that expose you to a, a different realm amen of knowledge all of these amen are seeking to gain access entrance into your soul and those knowledge can give you power i'm telling you those knowledge can give you access there are knowledge about how you live your life, how you carry yourself, how you live, how you present yourself, you know, how you represent yourself, how you talk to people. You see all of these things, there are podcasts. I mean, I listen to all kinds of podcasts. There are things that people are talking about today and they're making millions out of it just to teach people certain things that they are not aware of that. If you do X, Y, Z, if you live like this, you're going to have this, you're going to have this, you're going to have access and you have all of this is all about making money. And money to the world is about power. It's about control. It's about kingdom. The kingdom of this world, the Bible says, amen, the prince of this world is mammon. Mammon is not just money, hallelujah. Mammon, hallelujah, is the spirit behind money. Have you noticed that when you have certain amount of money, your mood changes? Because money connects to, you know, your physiology. But not just your physiology, also your, you know, your, your mentality, your paradigm. When you don't have money, I've seen people that when they don't have money, they are the most saddest people. Of course, when you don't have money, you, you, you have a kind of, well, I don't have, you know, you're, you are not the best. You are not the most happiest person. But there are people when they don't have money, they can literally fall sick. Their, their entire world, you know, shuts down, shuts down. They can't think. Those are people that the spirit of Mamo has gained access. Like today, you know, yesterday, today, yesterday was, uh, 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 depending on the world, you know, the country you live in, yesterday was, you know, Black Friday. People will have spent money, all right, that they never planned for. Yes. And they don't know that Black Friday is part of, you know, the plan of the enemy. Look at, look at how the enemy is planning. It's Black Friday, then uh, very soon, then is December. I was telling my, my, you know, my son, I said, no, December, it, it's not just about, you know, uh, giving gift to loved one. No, it's about capitalism. And my son said, what is capitalism? So I began to explain to him until his teacher in school also was telling him that, hey, you've got to be careful. What am I saying? I'm saying that there is a system, all right, designed that you can't see it, all right, is beneath the games, is beneath, is controlling, amen, it's influencing you. All right? And that system is, 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 is you know, is answerable to a kingdom. The, the, you know, the economy of the world, the politics system, you understand? The, you know, the idea of socialism, you know, uh, the idea of, you know, social life, amen? The idea of, you know, a, a marriage power, amen? The world system, the idea of education, schooling, all of that, amen, are answerable to a system, amen, that is connected to, amen, a kingdom, That's why king, the message of the kingdom is not just a, you know, it's not just a message we teach. Of course, that's the beginning, but it's a philosophy. It's a life we have to live. Are you getting the point? It's a life. The kingdom of God is a lifestyle. The message of the kingdom, amen, is a call, amen, into a lifestyle, amen, to follow Christ. Christ, as we follow Christ, every other thing about our life ought to be altered, ought to change. 
You can't be following Christ and following a message, but you are still subscribing to the value system, to the to the ideology, to the culture, amen, that is regulated, controlled by Babylon. Because that's what we see. You can preach. You can preach on the kingdom of God. You can have information about the kingdom like those guys who knew where, where you know, the, the, uh, um, the king was to be born. They knew that the king was to be born in Bethlehem, but they were not aligned. You would have assumed that all the priests, amen, since they know that the king, amen, their king that they've been waiting for is going to be born. In, I would have assumed that they would have changed course, that they would have changed their address. You know? I would have assumed that you would have been building tents all around the area that this king was to be born. But you see, the information did not change their physique. It's not change that you know their, 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 their belief system did not change their paradigm they know but they're still living in the old control in the old influence of the system that is governing their life is somebody getting what we're talking about the, the issue is being awakened to the true knowledge because when you are awakened to the true knowledge of God, that knowledge immediately changes you and sets your life, amen, on a course, on a collision against, amen, the other kingdom. When you are informed, when you truly know, amen, that what you know earlier represent God, represent the things of God, you cannot be the same again. No, 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 no. And that automatically puts you in a position, amen, where you are empowered, you are advantaged, amen, you are given, amen, the ability. That is what David knew. Remember, David represents a kingdom, Goliath represents a kingdom. And they both, amen, came to the point, amen, where they had to collide. And we see what David said. David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Goliath came earlier, yes, with bow, with spear, with arrow, with his height. That is what Babylon represents. Babylon represents everything you can see physical, amen, that makes you look like you don't even want to try me. Babylon boasts, amen, yes, in strength, in, you know, in, in, in psyche, you understand, in his ability, in his height. That's Babylon for you. How do we know that? Because that's how they began to build Babel. They said, Let, let's build, amen, yes, a city that will reach to heaven and a tower. They were building a city with towers. And God said, let's come down and see what these people are building. Babylon has the ability to build because, amen, the beginning of that, of that city, amen, was the beginning of the kingdom, the physical kingdom of a spiritual kingdom that is already in existence. Remember that whatever Babylon is seeking to build physically, alright, is a replication, is a manifestation of what Babylon represents spiritually. Babylon, amen, has a spiritual identity. So don't think Babylon is just about, well, it's the economy, it's the politics. No, no, no. There is a power behind, there's a spirit behind those people who sit in Brussels. There's a power, there's a force behind those people who sit, amen, at the UN. There's a power, there's a force earlier behind those people, amen, who sit at the White House or Asurok in Nigeria, amen, yes, or the state house in Pretoria. There are forces, amen, that determine, amen, the course of a nation, how a nation is governed. The trajectory nation should follow. The policy, amen, that should take the day. There are power, there are forces behind them. 
Even though these people, amen, they were telling, no, we don't speak in tongues. We don't believe in all of those, you know, religious things you guys are doing. No, we are just politicians. No, we are just bankers. We are just financial people. No, 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 no. There is a force. There's a power that is answerable, hallelujah, to the gods, to principality, to power, to rulers of darkness, to spiritual wickedness in high places, amen, that defines what you buy and sell. You see, that's what I'm talking about. So, so, if you are just about, oh, well, you know, we just want to understand the kingdom of God. <laughs> and all you're talking about is some intellectual, you know, you know, information. All you're giving is some, you know, you, you can describe. There are those who are describing the kingdom. They're very good in giving description. <laughs> there are those, amen, who are like, you know, conductors or they're like the robots. You know, on the on the highway, they're like the robot. They can point you, amen, to the right direction. In fact, they can stop you. They can tell you, oh, no, 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 you're not doing the right thing. You're not aligning. You, you don't understand the paradigm of the kingdom. They can give a description. I may have read books about people who talk about the kingdom. I've, I may have listened to, but their life does not reflect the power, the lifestyle of the kingdom of God. They said the kingdom of God is not in words. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. Look at this scripture. But I will come shortly to you. This is Paul rebuking the Corinthian church. Some of the Corinthian you know, uh, brethren would think because they have knowledge, they have some you know, ability, they, they can do certain things. They, and, and they're looking down on Paul. You know, they're, they're trying to you know, undermine his position, his place, his authority. Paul said, I will, I will come to you shortly if the Lord is willing. And then we will find out. Can you see the tonation? And then we will find out not only what these arrogant people are saying. <laughs> he's talking to his brethren here. He's talking to church members here. Come on, friends. Listen. He's talking to church members here. And then we will find out not only what these arrogant people are saying, but what power they have. What power they have. What authority they have. Then in verse 20 he says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. 1 Corinthians 4, 20. The kingdom of God is not a cheap talk. It's not describing, it's not talking about the kingdom of God, amen, is power. In other words, the kingdom of God is a force. The kingdom of God is a force. Every time we talk about the kingdom of God, it is a force that seeks to establish. Remember what I said in the beginning? I said the, king, the kingdom amen, are about the establishment of an agenda. What is the agenda of the kingdom of God? Amen. Of course, to restore creation back to God. The agenda of the coming of the kingdom of God through our life. Amen. The agenda of, amen, the church 
of course, is to carry the message of the kingdom and use the tool, use the knowledge, use the wisdom, use the power of that kingdom to enforce the judgment of God upon the earth, to establish, hallelujah, the demand of God upon the earth. There are places you're going to go to, they will tell you, who are you? What are you talking about? I heard somebody, I just watched a clip, you know, this man from Singapore, Singapore. No, no, is it Singapore, Malaysia? And I can't remember. Is it Singapore, Malaysia? And he says, these Christian people, this is an elderly man talking. He said, these Christian people, the thing that they can turn Singapore or Malaysia, I can't remember which of the country. He says, the thing they can turn this place to a Christian country. He says, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a million years, they will never you know, be able to do that. He said, because what this community amen, is established on is, is far beyond, is bigger than Christianity. I'm like, okay, that's a good one. I like, <coughs> excuse me, the fact that he was able to say it out. So they will say it, you know, hiding. No, no, he said it out. They will not turn this place to a, a Christian country. And I know who he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, the way we do church will create, <coughs> excuse me, resistance rebellion rejection because most people do not understand the principle of how the kingdom ought to govern the church this is why jesus used amen powerful principle in matthew 13 about what the kingdom of god you see the church is the launching pad amen is the launching point amen of kingdom agenda and for us to do that, amen, we need power to execute. We need power to establish. We need power to implement. We need power to plant ourselves into atmosphere, into realms. And that power must start from our life. I call it the power of lifestyle. Maybe you've heard me use that term several times. I, I, I love to use that you know, concept. It's a power, amen, in our lifestyle. There are certain belief systems, certain operational thinking that we have to have, amen, that when you walk into, just like the war system will tell you, there's a way. I mean, I'm doing a particular course right now. One of these course tells you how you must live your life, behave, how you must act, you know, they're trying to find your values and how you must succeed. I mean, it's just one, it's, it's, it's a topic in this course that I'm doing. I discovered that I need to go back to school. <laughs> I need to learn some things, you know, to be able to do some of the things that God will have us do. All right? Not like I need that knowledge, but I need it to gain certain access to do certain things. You see, it's wisdom. Wisdom is speaking, hallelujah. And if we don't have amen, wisdom speaking to us, we're going to, you know, just, you know, be making mistakes. You know, we will fail. You know, all kinds of issues will be happening around our life. Are you getting the point that I'm making? I don't know why I changed the song now, but it's fine. No, 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 I need to change. Excuse me, just excuse me, just excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Each of the sound have a message. They have something that they, they do to my mind as a prophet. Alright, so let's let's go back. So the world system has got a strategy, a way of interfacing, a way of making you buy things, even things you don't want to buy, vis-a-vis, -vis, Black Friday, you know. People will have spent. 
People, maybe some people are keeping their money, all right, for certain things. Oh, then they tell you, we've dropped, we've dropped the price. We've dropped the price. And you think, opportunity? No. It may be an opportunity, but most in most cases, it's not an opportunity. You know, it's a way of layering you into something that will keep you indebted, that will keep you in the state. And you have to be wise. So, but that is, that is a way the world thinks. But I'm saying that as church people, as kingdom people, as the ecclesia, as kingdom representative, what are the, what are the matters? What are the, if you will, system values that our life is subscribed to? Of course, that is from Christ that allow us to go forth, amen, into the world system, amen, and establish the intentions of God and establish the counsels of God and establish, amen. Have you noticed that knowledge itself is power? But how you use, how you execute, amen, that knowledge, in fact, is the power. So I'm not against, amen, you know, uh, uh, intellectual knowledge. Of course not. But I'm saying that we have to have, amen, a dimension of the presence of God. Like I explained yesterday. We have to because, you see, the power of God does not come because we, we have an agenda, to raise, you know, our dead people. We have an agenda, hallelujah, you know, to open the blind. We have an agenda, you know, uh, uh, you know, to use this gift, you know, for something. If I can raise the dead people or if I can open the blind, then I have more members in my church. That's a false agenda. The power of God is given to us, like Paul was saying, amen, is to establish, to advance, amen, the, the agenda of the kingdom of God. Amen. The demand of the kingdom of God, the program of the kingdom of God, particularly in areas of resistance. If you live in a nation, you understand what power is because there are government. Because there are government. Because there are government. And the government of, amen, the days we're living. Are exercising power. Did you see how they use power, authority during the COVID to even block the church, to stop the church? Yes. Because we gave them the power. That's what democracy is. You give certain group of people, you understand, the right to use force, power, amen, <laughs> to stop you if they, if, if, if they need to. Yes. To regulate you. Yes. To peg certain things, to tell you how far you can go. That's what democracy is. Oh, but we say, oh, democracy is about power to the people. No, the people don't have power. Those who have power, amen, are those whom the majority have given their power, have submit their power to. Yes, and we need to have this understanding so that when we are acting, particularly like next year now, it's going to be another election year for South Africa. All right, people are going to be willing, amen, their vote right, their vote power, amen, yes, to certain God knows who because of certain belief and agenda, amen, certain ideology that have been ingrained into their mind. 
Amen. If you want to topple, you want to, you know, neutralize the power of any government, is just to be able to rise up and, you know, basically take your power and give it to someone else. At least in the order of democracy. But I don't want to lose the direction of what I'm talking about. What I'm trying to bring across to us is to walk in the balance of what I call, amen, the kingdom life, kingdom representative. I call this avoiding spiritual extremism. Spiritual extremism, amen, is when we are so fixative and we focus on one aspect. And then we leave the other aspect and the enemy coming through that, amen, door that we have left unclosed. The enemy comes in through, amen, the window. One man, we're sleeping. We can be so awakened in one area, but we are so fast asleep in other areas. So we have to be fully awakened. We have to be fully alive in all the dimension. Like I use the concept of the of the spoke. We have to be fully awakened and recognize and realize what is expected of us. Amen. In all of those areas. Particularly for those of us, amen, who are preaching kingdom, apostolic, and all of this thing that we're preaching. Let's not preach it and reduce it to some just intellectual exercise. Let us not preach it and reduce it to some information people have, amen, that have not armed them with power. Because power, amen, should be what manifests where you walk into, amen. An atmosphere could be your workplace where people are negative. That when you walk into that place because you carry the power of God, which is the resident presence of God, you walk into that place and you are able to regulate, amen, yes, the spiritual atmosphere of that office, amen, without even you saying anything. Because, amen, you walk in there with the presence of God. That only becomes a reality when you are consciously, amen, yes, walking in the knowledge of the one, amen, who is with you, who goes with you, hallelujah, who leads you there. There are Christians today who are forever complaining about their workplace, ever complaining, ever complaining. Oh, somebody doesn't like me there. No, these people, no. Jesus says, amen, occupy till I come. He says, rule down in the midst of your enemy. Why are you afraid to rule? Because you feel disempowered. We are preaching a message today that, amen, that makes people, amen, excited, you know, exciting. But when they go into the field, when they go into their workplace, they feel disempowered. They feel defeated. I said, this is just something the Lord brought my attention to. Many Christians, we're frustrated. They're tired. We're burning out. Why? We have knowledge. You see them when they go to church, they're excited. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Their hallelujah is the loudest. Their, their scream is the loudest. But release them on Monday morning. Once it's Sunday night, getting ready, amen, for Monday, their mood change. But they're the one they want to hear kingdom. Huh? Kingdom is about engagement. Kingdom is about war. Kingdom, amen, is about battle. Kingdom is about fight. Hallelujah. Kingdom is about, amen, establishing the rulership of Christ within the marketplace. 
kingdom is taking the presence of God to, you know, to the school where you are teaching. That's kingdom. That those notorious boys, those gang, amen. Yes, those, you know, those cults that amen are, are, are being established within, you know, the the, the the school. Those fraternity that you, hallelujah, you're a teacher. You go there. You exercise. The kingdom of God because listen even the school system like I said is controlled regulated by Babylon and there are certain things that Babylon will allow like this crazy things going on now that you know a boy can decide to be a girl even though deep on the inside of him he still know that he's a boy and he's allowed to use you understand girls restroom and uh, a fight breaks out you see how he gives the girl a good hiding and yet the girl cannot do anything. What a world! That, what a world that is disempowering, amen. Certain aspects of society. Are you getting the point that I'm making? So you must be able to exercise the authority. And listen to what I'm saying. If you are not consciously walking in this thing, he does not walk because you have not triggered, amen. Yes, your your spiritual awareness for that to work. God, amen, will not manifest, amen, himself or his power or his glory, amen, where you have not invited him. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Oh, well, God knows. No, he knows. But he expects you to be aware. Because at the end of the day, he wants you to learn that, well, you see, I asked the Lord and he showed up. David said, Amen. You know, I cried unto the Lord and he answered me. What are you crying to the Lord? What are you asking him? What are you petitioning? They say, ask. Let me repeat what I'm saying and let me balance it. Lest you think I'm promoting some ungodly, religious, charismatic, you know, witchcraft. All kinds of manipulation going on on the pulpit in the name of power. Far be it from me. Far be it from that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that. If indeed you are you are proclaiming, you are living in the context of the kingdom message, then your life should be a manifestation of the power of God because it goes together. The kingdom of God goes along with the power of God. Oh, my mother-in-law doesn't like me. Why don't you exercise the power of the kingdom of God over the influence, over that spirit, amen, that makes your mother-in-law hate you? Because not you they hate. It's something that you carry. When people dislike you, when people, amen, are against you, when they talk about you, it's not you. No, it is what you carry. Have you ever sat down to ask yourself and to actually reason and say, maybe the reason why I'm having so much backlash in my workplace is because of who I carry and what I carry. But you see, because everything is all about you, it's all about me. Maybe it's because I'm not dressing well. So before you go to work, you would have spent an hour, amen, looking at yourself, amen, in the mirror, changing dresses, all right? Maybe, maybe I should use this lipstick. Maybe, no, 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 maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of it, you even get to the office late. And your boss get angry with you because you came late. Because we are so fixative on ourselves, on self, on self. You see, I made a statement not too long ago. I said there are two messages of the there's two messages people are preaching today. Two kinds of messages. One is about what I can gain from God, what I can get from God. 
The second one, which is the right one, is what God wants to gain through your life. What God wants to do through your life. Your life is a portal. Your life is a gateway. Your life is a bridge. Hallelujah. God cannot gain access to certain place. He will not do certain things except amen, somebody is available. I'm available. You see, this statement I've just made is a game changer to everything church represents. Somebody can be they can preach, they can build things that looks wow. But the question we must ask ourselves is, is that thing an interface for God? Or is it a platform for man? <laughs> is it an interface for God? Or is it a platform for you to grandstand, to show you have arrived? Is it an interface for God? Is your life an interface? You who preach kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Is your life truly a kingdom interface? Can God, hallelujah, yes, use you, amen, yes, to interface into the world system so he can bring the people out like Moses. Moses, everything that Moses had, everything that Moses, amen, was taught, all the lesson Moses was taught for 80 years was, amen, to know how to go back to Egypt and bring the people out. The life of Moses was an interface for God. It was not a show. I've arrived. See what my hands have done. See what we have built. Who's taking the glory? That is why, amen, those places today are lacking power. And that's why they create their own power. They create the power of sound. They create the power of entertainment. Yes, they create the power, amen, of building structures and buildings. Some of them right now are investing their money, you understand? Yes, into real estate, real estate, all kinds of things. Men of God, they, I mean, they, they're doing all kinds of things. They, they're going into movies, you understand? Listen to this. All of this is because they, they have so much money. And the tax man is coming. So they rather invest. You think they're doing all those things because they love the people, because they, you know, they really want to build. You go check how much those, you know, those buildings cost. They're not building it for you. They're not building it for the poor. They're not building to assist society. They're building it, hallelujah. Yes, for the rich of the riches. They're building it for themselves. They're building it for their children. They're building it for those who are in their club. They're building it, amen. Yes, for the city they're building. They're building it for their own empire. So don't let nobody fool you well. See what those, those church, they build university. They, how many poor people can send their children to those universities? It's just a power. It's a way of expressing, amen, a power. And that power, amen, is connected, amen, to Babylon. God said, let's come down and see what these people are building. Working in the balance. We have to have perspective. Friends, those of us, those of you that God is raising, those of us that God is calling in this end of days, we have to be so, amen, so aware of the two kingdoms and, amen, the battle, the battle, excuse me, the battle for the souls of men and, of course, the battle for even the soul of our own family. And we must carry the resident power of God, which is, amen, the manifestation of the presence of God. 
The presence of God will not dwell in any place, in anyone that has, amen, an ulterior agenda, an ulterior motive, that has, amen, a, a, a complete different agenda from the desire of God for his kingdom. This is not a popular message and it does not, I don't intend it to be popular. I'm speaking to those, amen, whose hearts are set on a journey, who really want to live a life for God, amen, so that when they are engaging in anything, they are asking the Lord, I want your power to be manifest here. How God is going to manifest that power, I don't know, but I want your power to be manifest here. There are various ways that God manifests his power. There are no one way. But power means the enforcement. Hallelujah. The establishment. Hallelujah. God can manifest his power. Amen. Within the financial sector. Of a nation. Of a society. Of a community. Of a family. Of an individual. Yes. That's the power of God. Who said money is not power? And who said God cannot use the power of money. Hallelujah. To advance his kingdom. And we know he does. Health, hallelujah, could be a manifestation of God's power. When you're sick, you don't have power. So you can't do the things of God. So God gives you health, hallelujah. God keeps your body intact, amen. Yes, so that when they send you, hallelujah, into that rough terrain, all the disease and the whatever in that area does not kill you. The enemy has a way. Let me, you know how Alexandra the Great died. He conquered. He conquered everything he could conquer. But just small sickness. I'm not sure if they say it's malaria or something that killed him. <laughs> Alexander the Great. I mean the man basically like conquered the world. If, if everywhere he go. Warrior. Warrior. But he died cheaply. So we have to have knowledge. We have got to have understanding. You can't be talking about kingdom and you're living in debt. You're thinking of how to borrow the next money, amen, for, you know, for, for 2024. That's not power. You're being disempowered. The system of the world has a way, amen, of limiting and, and leering you in, into that rabbit hole. You're looking for what is not there. You don't know it's a trap. And then you're preaching kingdom. You're talking kingdom. Which kingdom are you talking about? The kingdom of God is righteousness. Peace and joy. And the Holy Spirit. Silver and gold. We do not have. But such as we have. There's something we've got to have. Amen. That the world cannot duplicate. That is what I'm talking about. There's something the church. Hallelujah. Should have. There's something you and I should have. That the world cannot take. That the world earlier cannot compete with. Have you seen how AI is, is competing with men? But there is a realm that we're going to bring this thing to that. Even AI will not be able to compete with it. I was watching a documentary yesterday. How, you know, uh, 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 they came about, you know, ChatGPT and the world of AI. You see, I watch, I listen to all of this thing. I, I love to find out, you know, just I don't have time these days. God will give me time. Because when we speak, we want to speak from a position, amen, of the true realm. We want to know what, amen, the dark world, amen, are doing. We want to be able to see what they're doing. So that when we come and we represent the kingdom of God, amen, and we throw down our rod, our rod can swallow, hallelujah, the rod of the magicians of Pharaoh. 
don't you don't want amen, the rod of the magicians of Pharaoh to swallow your rod? Hallelujah. So I was watching this thing. Out because you're like, wow, how did how this you know you know ChatGPT is so intelligent? No, this guy was talking about you know how they the mine all the data, all every data, every data you can think of on the internet. Amen. They they capture all the data and they process them and turn them into numbers. And they began to feed, amen, this machine. <laughs> That's why they call it deep learning. They began to feed this machine. So if your name earlier is on the internet, you can bet you ChatGPT knows your name. And if they know your name, they know something about you. <laughs> So don't 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 be surprised if somebody if you go ask Jack Chippity, tell me about Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I'm telling you, he will give you some information. And based on that information that ChatGPT has about me, guess what? There are certain things that ChatGPT must have studied about about me in terms of how many things have I bought on the on, in, online? Okay, what are the things that I buy the most? How much did I spend? You understand? They use data. You understand to predict, you know, to to predict. You understand my lifestyle. They use data. That's why they say today, if you are if you're a data analyst, you are very rich. You'll be rich. That's one of the courses to study. If you don't know what your children should study, or if you were one of you know take another course, you go. If you're looking for money, go study data analysis. Because through the power of data, amen, they can find out, you know, behavior, you know, attitude. Oh, you understand? You understand? Your bank has got, amen, more knowledge about you that you know about yourself. Because I can just look at, you understand, what you spend your money for to predict who you are. Because we, we then understand, amen, your priorities, your values. You understand? I mean, I can look at that. I know what I buy. I know what the things that I spend my money for. That's power, that's authority, you understand? And if somebody lay hold of that, they can predict your life. So all of these things, ChatGPT know all of these things, everything, you know? Imagine information about real estate, about, you know, medicine, all, everything you can think of humanly, you understand? What makes people, you know, commit suicide? Everything, they feed. This guy, man, is, is, you know, they're doing... They're building another, you know, artificial intelligence. I think in one of these university in Doha, in the, you know, Arab Emirates, that area. So he's doing this, you know, uh, uh, research on how these people come about this kind of information. And the, you see, the, the, the most dangerous thing is the more this thing know about you, the more this thing is able to predict your behavior, your mood, your thinking. When the Bible talk about in the last the knowledge will increase, that is the very definition of what they're talking about. Now you live in a in a world where you just go, you put a punch everything on your computer. You know, you all the movies you watch, all, everything they know, everything. There's nothing hidden. Nothing hidden, friends. That is a kingdom because listen, all of. Look at the, look at a company like Amazon. Amazon, all right. You know, one of the reasons why Amazon is one of the most richest, most powerful, you know, company in the world is because Amazon, amen, trades on information. Every book you buy, everything you buy on Amazon, you understand? There's there's an information about you. 
Amazon and Google and Facebook. <laughs> you know, you understand. Listen, we're already captured. That's why we've got to live our life within a dimension of existence. Amen. To know how to push back. You see, you, you, you cannot be so emotional. I love you. You just go and put things there. You put your picture. You put... There are people, if they want to destroy your life, they can destroy your life. But that's not the point. The point is, I want you to realize that we need to be aware of how the world system works. But we also need to understand the advantage God has given to us. Now, if all you read is just, I'm reading Bible, but you're not reading the truth. You're, you see, the Bible is a gateway into the knowledge of God. The Bible is a gateway. You can read the Bible and still not know God. You can be reading the scripture, amen, and still be blind as a bat. You can be reading the scripture and don't know what to do about life. Yes. I used to be like that. To a certain degree, I'm still like that because we're all still growing. But it's important that we are aware, that we are informed. And it's from this level of awareness and information that the reality of our representation and identity in the kingdom of God begins to come to the fore. You see, that knowledge you have, hallelujah, about the ways of God, about the will of God, about the intentions of God is where you begin to gain power and ascendance. Knowledge is power, but that knowledge must be rooted, amen, within the agenda and the objective of the kingdom of God through your life. I hope somebody is really getting what I'm talking about this morning. Because if you have this, you're one step ahead of the devil. Excuse me, let me ask you a simple question. As anybody, I mean, we all fight the devil. We, I mean, we are all, we are all in a warfare. But as anybody, maybe I, I may be, I may be mistaken. But as anybody ever in your life, you had a knock at the door of your, of your, of your, of your door. You had a, a knock, or a doorbell, ting, ting, ting. Hello, who is there? And that person said, "I'm the devil. I have come to fight you." anyone you heard a knock and you open the door you say I'm, I'm Mr. Lucifer I'm Mr. Devil I hear you want to fight me I'm here to fight let's have a good one now no because the, the fight against amen, Satan is against system the system is, is set in place system that can monitor how you think how you reason that even sometimes will define amen your mood there are things that he has set in place you know circumstance situation that he has set in place that does not mean that god is not sovereign because god wants you to be awakened earlier there's a period in time that god fights you know certain battles for you then there's a time he will want you amen to be armed to go fight he tells you you go i'm with you i'm behind you when you are still growing in the lord in fact there are battles you don't even know amen, that you're fighting god just fight them for you i mean everything just goes smoothly yeah we wonder wow 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 
you know what I'm talking about. Growing up, when you give your life to Jesus, all right, before you ask God, mm, miracle, things just start happening. You're like, wow, this thing is good. Yes, they're just welcoming you into the kingdom life. There is a point where, amen, they start training you and then they push you to the field. You go fight. We're with you. My presence will go with you. And then you see the enemy. I can't, Lord. God say, go back. Are you getting what I'm saying? The devil does not appear to us. If people walk up to you physically and slap you on the face, before you react, you need to first of all pause, even if it's for a second. What is God saying? What is going on here? Why did this person all right, engage me like this? You've got to understand behind every amen, physical you know, attack or manifestation, there is a spirit behind that thing that wants you amen, to react. You've got to understand this kingdom that we live in, how this kingdom operates. I mean, I've been in a situation where you just want to like, and there's doesn't work like that in this kingdom it doesn't work like that if you don't follow the direction the principle the protocols of the spirit you will lose your power and you will just be blabbing you'll be talking you'll be a blabber you'll be talking kingdom but you have no kingdom life you have no residential power the presence of god have left you bible said and samson did not know that the lord has left him what they did was to cut his hair why did they say the lord left him because the air rep, his hair represents, amen. Yes, an instruction that allow God, amen, to continue, amen, to keep his promise. As long as razor does not touch his hair, you understand? Yes, my power, my presence will always be there for him to do the kind of things he was called to do as a judge. Remember, not all the judges of Israel were able to bring down, amen, the gate of a city. Not all the judges of Israel, amen, were able to fight and kill armies, amen, with the jawbone, you know, or, or, you know, of a donkey. Not all, but in, 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 in the case of Samson, we see a power, a physical power, amen. We see a residential power, hallelujah. Yes, that causes the enemy, amen, to be afraid. They were afraid of this man's might. That is how God chose, amen, to reflect, to manifest, to showcase, to display, amen, the authority of this judge. A judge is like a king. Now, it's not like we saw another person. Who also step into that kind of power again? No, but at that moment in time, at that period in time, that was how God, amen, wanted to reflect his authority. Amen. Yes. If you compare the way God used Samson, it's totally different from how God used Gideon and the rest of them. Or how God used Deborah. But they were all judged. But we all saw all of them exercise power authority and they were able to dominate they were able to execute the judgment of God that's the point that I'm making and I'm saying friends that as we move into, into this amen at the end of days as we press further amen into the 21st century we will need we will need to increase, to grow. We will need to walk, amen, in the reality. 
We will need to walk in the consciousness, amen, of the kingdom life and the kingdom power, amen, that ought to be resident in us. And we will need to exercise that within the world system because that is the only language, amen, the world understands. In the battle of kingdoms, amen, power becomes that which, amen, the other side recognizes. That's how it works in the battle of kingdoms. If you, they say, they say, if you're going to a war and you know that, amen, what you have to fight the enemy is not enough. You're going to a war, amen, you, you want to go fight an army with 10,000, you know, warriors. And you see this army coming with millions. What do you do? You raise the white flag and you seek for what? A peace treaty. You seek for a way out because you know, amen, except you want to die. That those enemy are going are gonna to walk over you. They don't want to build a house that will not first sit down, amen, to come the cost. If you have what it takes to what? To finish it, lest you start. You run out of a resource halfway. And people around walking see this structure and they ridicule you. Not they don't they're not ridiculing you for starting, they're ridiculing you that you are not able to finish. When I look at where we are today, I'm asking myself, Lord, help us. Because it seems that we are running out of steam, we're running out of power, we're running. I hope you understand from what I've said that power represents all sorts of resources, dimensions, but it also, amen, you know, defines our ability, amen, to speak because that is the most powerful aspect, amen, of representing God. You will say to this mountain, amen, if I be a man of God at my word. So why we need power, amen? Yes, to exercise influence in the world of finance and through the wisdom and knowledge and understanding and connection God has given to us, we should also be able to say, though I may not have anything material, but I've got something on the inside. I can speak the word of God and tumor will disappear, amen? Cancer will disappear, hallelujah. Community that are arranged by, you know, powerful, you know, gangster spirit, amen, will, will become calm and mellow because I reside here and the Lord, hallelujah, has make his resident in my life. I can, amen, you know, raise, I can lift, hallelujah, a banner. I can raise, uh, you know, a honey. I can raise authority here and I can speak into the atmosphere and things start aligning and, you know, falling into their rightful places. Because power is not just measured by, amen, the acquisition of material things. It's not just measured, hallelujah, by being able to buy, hallelujah. It's not just being measured about, amen, being able to do certain things. Power is also measured, hallelujah, by the ability to speak and then there's a corresponding action that brings transformation or reformation, amen, to a city, to a place, to a nation, to a society. Are we exercising that kind of power today? The place God has placed you, wherever it is. Are you exercising the power of God? When last did you pray? Do you lift your hand and begin to speak into the atmosphere and begin to change things over the 
over the cosmos. When last did you do that? When last did you begin to engage amen, forces in government? Forces, amen. I mean, today, as I woke up this morning, I saw that we are in load shedding stage six. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, I know where people are they train the engineers and do whatever, but there are forces, there are powers, amen. Yes, that wants to make sure that the economy of this nation, amen, does not bounce back, does not, you know, you know, increase, grow. You understand? Behind politics, there are spirit. Behind amen, financial, you know, uh, institution, there are spirit. Behind, you understand, society, whatever we want to, there are spirit. How homes breaking? Understand? Husband and wife separating, things going bonkers, amen. All of this, there are powerful satanic demonic forces that want to create, that are creating mayhem, destruction. And all we're doing is just looking at things on the face value. And then we want to use our aptitude, we want to use our knowledge, we want to use, in fact, we quote scripture, the Bible says, but we have not yielded, we have not surrendered ourselves to a power, to a lifestyle that can allow the power of God to flow through us. Remember I said the power of God is the resident presence of God. Amen. That causes us to execute the judgment of God regarding a situation. That manifestation is what we call authority. Authority is to execute power. You, can, you cannot exercise power if you don't have authority. And you cannot have authority if there is no amen, a responsibility, if there is no objective. Why would you have authority just to have authority? No. Authority is given to you because of something. And they know why they gave you that authority. And in case people don't want to listen, you execute the power of that authority. And that's why Paul said, Amen. The kingdom of God, Amen, is not in talk. We will come shortly and speak to these naughty guys who refuses to listen, who, who are challenging my authority. I will come shortly if the Lord is willing and then we will find out not only what these arrogant people, brethren in the church, arrogant. Why are they arrogant? Oh, they've got knowledge. You know, it's like Miriam and Aaron who think, wow, <laughs> Moses, we also, I mean, God also relate with us. We also have power. We also, I mean, come on, we also have skill. We, no, 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 no. You, you've got to understand that even in part, there are divine regulations, there are divine protocols. Yeah, people challenging the authority of this man. Paul I'm coming shortly. We will see what these people, are, what these people mean. They need to understand that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk because it's all talk. It's all talk, talk shop. No, the kingdom of God is in the demonstration of the power of God because power allows to execute execute the judgment allow us to enforce the will of God power allow us amen to build the intentions of God power allow us amen yes to carry out if not for the power of God God knows that I would have been finished in this nation. I mean, this is a land that swallows its inhabitants. I would have been swallowed up in this nation of South Africa if not for the resident power of God in me. Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, my name will have been no more. I, 
I would have been a forgoner. And not like it's not like the devil decided to say, well, now let me just take it cool on you. No. Every day he's still looking for a new strategy. We shut him down, we kill him, and you know, they, they throw all kinds of things. You know that. I know that my battle is not flesh and blood. So I am positioned. I know that some of the things that I need to do in order to exercise the authority and the power that God has given to me so that his kingdom can continue to prosper will require me to learn certain things, to take certain course. Uh, you know, not too long ago, the spirit, I was paying for a particular, you know, uh, software that I never really got to use. I mean, this com company is based in America and every year I paid close to 4000 so this year I said to myself no more so I cancelled it and there's a particular course that I've been wanting to take and suddenly I saw they were promoting that course almost about that price I said okay opportunity for me opportunity for me <laughs> you understand and this is the first time you know I will actually pay for a course just to do a course but I knew that the seasons have changed. You see, like I said, I've been we've been talking about you know understanding the vision and all of that. I knew the seasons have changed. I knew I need to recast the vision. I need to enter into a new cast. I enter how to enter into a new template. I need to enter into a new dimension if I must maintain a relevancy, amen, in that which God has called me to do. And so I began to take this course. So I quickly enrolled and all of that. Da, 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 da. And I'm, I mean, no regret. I'm like, wow, Ooh, wow, wow. Yeah, new things I've learned. Many of the things are confirmation to the things I already knew. And I'm like, wow. Indeed, knowledge is power. But that knowledge, where amen, you align it with the authority God has given to you because you are informed, you are aware of what God wants you to do what God wants you amen, to represent in terms of his kingdom agenda, my God there is no devil that can stop you because first of all you understand the language of Babylon and you use their language to defeat them that's why I'm studying this course I want to use the knowledge of Babylon amen, to defeat them so I said, whatever God is giving to you, whatever God, amen, is doing in our life, you understand? We've got to see it as, as a portal, amen, as a gateway, amen, as a doorway to advance, to fulfill God's divine intention. We need power. We can never walk in the mentality of weakness and disempowerment in this end of days, no. You need to know if you need to learn new things, learn them. But let that thing that you have learned, amen, become an additional power. You need to reorder your life so you can, amen, concentrate your time, your effort, your energy in certain dimension that will allow the power of God to flow into your life. Because when you're scattered, you're distracted. The enemy is very good in, in distracting us. The end of the day, you don't even know if I'm coming, if I'm going. It's end of the year. You don't know what's the next thing God is doing in my life. Well, we wait and see. Who's doing wait and see? No, you need to be strategic. 
You need to begin to put yourself in the place where you are available. You need to start to, amen, unburden yourself. You need to start removing certain things so God can pour into you, amen, new wine in a new wine skin, a new mindset. Imagine you not having the right mindset. Now the power of God is residing in you and they say go. At the end of the day, you still have to obey. At the end of the day, you still have to respond. The power of God is in you. And somebody, amen, is... Give for example, somebody is manifesting. And nobody knows what to do. No, no. And they say, just go there, lay your hands. Just pray for the person. Simple. Obedience. But me? I've never done such a thing before. Just do it. They're not calling you to some drama. God is not about drama. The church knows drama. God is not in the drama. I tell you this. I've, I've shared it years ago. I've shared this. Let me, let me just share this testimony as I begin to round up. Because I've seen God work in my life. Those are the things that gave me. See, when the power of God flow into your life and you know you are not into diabolic things, you know you are not into all kinds of naughty things people are doing, you're not running, you're not, you know that, amen, you, you're living in the knowledge of God's word, you're living your life in the reality of God's word and you see the raw power of God flow out of you. What does that do to you? It gives you an anchor that let the whole world be against me. I know there is a God that resides in me. I know that I'm carrying something. I just finished, you know, my Bible training. This was 1992, 93. I think, I'm not sure, but I was going to fellowship, you know, with with Molue. If, if, if in Nigeria, you will understand what I'm talking about. Molue is this transport system. I mean, is the most crazy transport system you want to find yourself in. But, well, anyhow, I, I, I'm in this transport, you know, uh, almost like a bus thing, but it's just crazy in there. So, I'm, I'm on my way to church as I step down up, out, of the, out of the bus, you understand? A lot of people were crowded. I see this crowd and every, everything was in commotion. Everybody was, give way, you know. And I, you know, I was just going young, you know, vibrant, you know, passionate for God. And as I was walking past, I heard the voice of God say to me, go back, walk straight to that person, lay your hands on that person and pray for him. I'll never forget. It's like that voice just came like a command, turn back, go back, lay your hands on that person and walk away. <laughs> so I just... In fact, it's like the spirit just let, I just walk. Crowd. No, everybody was screaming, he's dead, he's this, he's that. They were shouting, everybody. I don't know if the person fainted. I don't know if the person died. But the person was not breathing. There was no life. So I just walked. I just walked in there. And every, in fact, nobody touched me. I just, they were crowd. I just walked there and I just laid my hand. And I command life in the name of Jesus. I command life back to you. And the person just got up, opened the eye, I just walked away. I didn't even wait for anything. I just walked, I just walked away and walked, you know, across to the other side. The church was on the other side. I just, and it's like, while I was going, I had to like wake myself. So what, what just happened there? What just happened there? 
And it's like the Holy Spirit tap you on the back and say, well done, my son. Just keep going. Go enjoy your fellowship. Go enjoy your worship. Hallelujah. What am I saying? God. Hallelujah. God wants to do something in our life. It could be in your workplace. It may be on the street. Amen. It could be in the coffee shop. Hallelujah. Yes. It could be, you understand, you're trying to seal a deal. It could be, God knows what. You could, it could be want, wanting to make, a, want to make a decision. Whatever it, when the power of God resides in you and you walk in that understanding, I can assure you of one thing. You will be walking in the will of God because at that moment in time, they didn't say, go and begin to read, you know, and begin to quote scripture. Amen. That's not what they're asking for which I can do, hallelujah. They didn't say, okay, start teaching this person theology and start teaching this person dimensions into the reformation. No, no, that's what that person, that is not what that person need at that time. I came out of the bus, you understand? Commotion everywhere, commotion, everybody's crying, ay, 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 ay. And the Holy Spirit said to me, turn back, go lay your hands on that person and command life and walk away. All everything that I'm sure is not more than two, three minutes. The moment this person opened his eye, he looked at me. I just smiled and I walked away. No, it's like the people didn't even notice me. It's like the people, I don't, I don't know, maybe God just shut the eyes of the people. Nobody touched me, nobody did anything, but there were a lot of people. I'm trying to remember the name of this place in Lagos, but I couldn't, you know. This was, you know, where the, the Christ Chapel, you know, church used to be back in the days. And I just walked away. That is what the Lord, amen, require at that moment in time. And the Lord will be, you can be in a boardroom, amen. Maybe given, you understand, yes, a presentation. And the Holy Spirit might just tell you, amen, to do something crazy. Can you be so informed so aware that's the point that i'm making can we be so full of god that why you're giving this powerful presentation you look to somebody and you say this is not unto death in fact right now the lord is healing your daughter and you continue your presentation two things can either happen you're either right you're wrong and if you're wrong you're fired <laughs> And if you're wrong, you know you're fired because that is breaking protocol. And that's what God is about. God is about breaking protocol in this because that is how imagine you are so right. Imagine that person, the, the, the chairman or the CEO, just start weeping. Now everybody's there dressed with their suit, looking all tush, looking all nice. And the Lord just brought a word. Because the next thing that person is about to do after that meeting is to go to hospital because they've given the word that your daughter, all right, we're going to remove the, the oxygen. The daughter is going to die. And you are giving the presentation. You understand? Yes. As a staff, as God knows what. You are doing your job, but you're also hallelujah, representing heaven. That's what I'm talking about. And that person looked at you. Or maybe her. Can't keep it. Say, how do you know that? Who told you? Because they know that they've not told nobody. And that person starts weeping. He said, you cannot contain such emotion. 
That's what I'm saying that friends, if we are going to represent the kingdom of God and the intentions of the kingdom in this end of days, we must be able to wield certain power. And don't tell me I'm crazy. Don't tell me I'm foolish. Don't tell me what I'm saying is not the truth. Because you know, like I know that if you're in a desperate situation earlier and somebody walked to you right now, you are in need tomorrow. They're about to evict you out of that house. You need 10,000, you know, dollar, pounds, naira, whatever. And somebody walked up to you and said, I was praying and I heard that I need to bring this money to you. You need it. This is the money for your rent, for your God knows what. How would you feel? Come on. Somebody walked up to you because that person heard God. This is what I call living in the balance, friends. My colleagues, my brothers, my sisters, you preaching kingdom. Let the kingdom of God that we preach be a balanced message that Alia carries, represents, and can execute Alia the power, the judgment of God as the Lord requires it. That doesn't mean tomorrow you can't go back to your doctrines and your teachings. and But at that moment in time, what you need, like, I mean, there are things I need right now literally need right now and I know it can only be done by divine intervention are we still living in the realm of divine intervention or we've left everything to just well God knows you know we just pray and we just continue continue to use our psyche continue to think of maybe I should maybe I should you, you, you're bringing your mind into the situation you're trying to figure out things you don't have a you don't have a sanctified mind but every day you're taking in information and idea about God about is about is about about but what is God saying to you what is the requirement of God <laughs> people are not living in the day of the requirement of the Lord they are so filled with knowledge about the kingdom of God that they completely totally forget and forgone the knowledge of the power of God in their life I mean I'm I'm just doing preparing myself on issues of recasting the vision when God brought this word. It's like God hit me with this word and said, God, Isaac, I want you to go and, and deliver this message for me. So I'm just delivering the message. You don't have to like it. You take it, you accelerate. You don't take it, you continue your own thing. Those people who walk with Jesus for three and a half years, they walk in the knowledge. But they were not walking in the life, in the experience, such that when Jesus rose, they couldn't even recognize him. That's what I'm talking about. Because the power, the resident power of God was not in their life. Hallelujah. The presence of God, amen, was not part of their desire. So you can be so full of knowledge about. Herod called them. 
it true? Is it true? That a king is to be born in Bethlehem? That a king is to be born in Jerusalem? They say yes. So they were aware, they were full of that knowledge, but that knowledge did not change them. There's something about the knowledge of God, of Christ and his kingdom in our life that literally changes how we think, how we live our life, how we interact. Hallelujah. Yes. It changes our posture. So while we want to throw, amen, the dirty water away, let's not throw the baby also away. The dear would have just said, while we want to throw the dirty water away that the baby has been bathing, please don't also throw the baby away. Oh, I know I'm going to get a lot of people you know, annoyed with what I'm talking about. And that is the reason why we're still where we are because we don't want to step into that dimension. It's like, you know, you know so much, but you're still sitting in the boat. Yes, Jesus walking on the water, coming, hallelujah. And have you noticed that everybody heard, everybody saw Jesus, but only Peter alone stepped out of the boat. I want to ask you, where is that corresponding faith and action to what we claim we believe and we are teaching or preaching today? Oh, you can get angry with me. I don't mind. That's why I'm a prophet. That is why I'm a prophet. Prophets step on toes. We proclaim and declare things. We don't want because there's a way we want to build our mind and mindset on what we see alone. What I'm calling us to amen, is to have amen, a 360 degree view of God's divine intention. If God requires this today, can you give him? No, 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 no. We just teach reformation. We just teach kingdom. His kingdom has come. If the kingdom has come, where's the residential part of that kingdom? Kingdom means government. For every government, there's a power to execute. Where is the power in your life? Where is that power in your ministry? And we can track and trace what that power is and what that power ought to be reflecting. Oh, we have the power to teach, yes. We have the power to preach, yes. But what else does that power do? What else is that power designed for? This is a call to reevaluate. Friends, they put this in my mind, in my spirit. You know why? Because every day I pray, God, speak to me. Let me be a conduit. And that's what I'm doing. So like I said, you don't have to like it. God is giving us meal we don't want to eat. But if we eat it, it will give us strength for the journey. I want to be able to remain relevant. Hallelujah. If the Lord tarries in 2013, 2040. I want to continue to remain. Hallelujah. On the cutting edge. Those, amen, who are, who are influencing society, like I said, they're not just using media. Media is just a front. They operate in dark powers. Those who are controlling government, they operate in dark powers. And you need power to dislodge power. Light is power, so is darkness. But one is stronger if you turn it on. 
Light is power. Darkness is power. But light is stronger if you find the switch. Put on the switch. If you turn on the switch, darkness disappears. You refuse to turn on the switch, darkness reigns. Have you found the switch? For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifest. You know one thing I like? I like what God has brought my life to understand about his kingdom. That the kingdom of God is a multi-dimensional, a multi-faceted, complex reality of a life in Christ. So, I want to know every aspect. Every aspect. I want to have, hallelujah, a 3D view. A 3D, not a 2D view. I want to have a 3D view. So, whatever, whatever way you turn that thing, I can see. Many of us, our mindset of the kingdom is 2D. We can only see two dimensions. <laughs> That's what we see. We can't see what is behind. When I have a 3D view, power is what you are, wherever you are. And the Spirit says, Now, I need you to take a journey. You say, Where? I'll tell you. You just start packing. There's no. God is not the author of confusion. You obey God. And listen, God will... Listen, many... In fact, let me round up with this. One of the reasons why we tend not to hear God again, or we're not hearing God properly, I tell you, I can tell you this free, easy, is because there are too many distractions in our life, including family distraction. Things we believe, amen, are legitimate. Those things are distraction to certain things God wants to use our life for. Let me tell you this. When I was in Bible school, I mean, it all depends on how far you want to go spiritually. You see, this thing is elastical. It's how far you want to go. God will take you as far you want to go. If you want to go... You want to walk with God, but you begin to peg how far you got to go. That's how that's what you're gonna get. I was in Bible school. Oftentimes, when I'm praying in the night, God speaks to me about things that will happen the next day. Sometimes the Lord would show me, all right, that I need to go to certain place physically and go and do certain things or meet certain people, just like that. Sometimes I will have to travel from Benin City, where my Bible school, you know, was then. I will have to travel to Lagos, which is about, you know, three, four, four hours, if I'm not mistaken, four hours. I have to take a taxi, you know, to Lagos to go pray or deliver a message. I mean, you could pray, but they said go. And I'm giving a word and I'm done. I'm about to leave and the person walk up to me. I'm not asking for money. I don't ask for money. And they say, now, I've been in a need. 
I don't know how to pay my next tuition fee. And this person pulled the drawer and said, you know, in fact, I've been keeping this money for you. I don't know how to get it across to you. And the money is more than enough for me to pay my tuition fee and to, you know, because basically I sent myself to school. And I broke down there weeping. I'm like, God, all I wanted to do is obey God. I didn't go for money. I just wanted to go and pray for this person, you know, give them a, a prophetic word. And that's just all I did. It's how far you want to go. You limit God by the state of your mind. You limit God. You limit what God can do by the condition of your mind. That's why in this season we're living, a lot of the things we need to do is to empty ourselves so they can begin to refill us with fresh water. And in that, we can then begin to walk in that which is called the ability to occupy till it comes. You can't occupy when other things have occupied your life. You can't occupy when, amen, God has no place, amen, even to stay. God wants to come into your life and occupy, but he's looking for, because God comes in, there's something occupying there. God, no, no, you've got to get rid of all those God garbages. Get rid of even the things you pick in church. Get rid of them. Say, God, fill me now. Because I want to be a vessel. Listen, in the days to come, we want men and women who are on the cutting edge, who have a sound understanding of the demand of God, who know what Israel ought to do like the sons of Issachar, who are aligning with God's prophetic kingdom demand for the season, amen, who are governmental in their apostolic orientation, who are governmental in their apostolic, apostolic means building, establishing something for God, but you cannot do that if you are not governmental. Because they will not allow you. Amen. Yes. They will not allow you. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Jacob. Hallelujah. Excuse me. Uh, Isaac dug the first well. In the land of Giria. They took that well from him. And they call us to occupy. And you've dug a well. Amen. And they take it from you. Amen. And you go dig another one. Hallelujah. And they take it from you. What are you going to do? Are you going to run away? Or are you going to, hallelujah, continue to listen and wait? And they tell you, go and dig another well. You have what it takes to occupy. That's kingdom. That is kingdom. Some of you, the devil give you a good hiding. One, two, three. You run back to your hole. God, this thing is difficult. Who told you it's easy? Is kingdom. We will be defining what kingdom is. In 2024, we will be working. We've written books, material. But it's time we begin to preach this thing so we understand. The kingdom is not for, it's not for whims. It's not for sissies. It's not for weaklings. Amen. It's not for hit and run. It's not for charismatic. You can't have a charismatic mind. You cannot have, amen, a charismatic mind, Pentecostal mind. And you think you'll be able to handle the things of the kingdom. No, you will not be able to. It's too hot. Hallelujah. It's too heavy. You can't carry it. That's what I'm hearing my spirit. A lot of you still have a you know, charismatic wine skin. You, you, you still have traditional wine skin. But you like the kingdom message. That thing is going to kill you. Because when the demand of the kingdom begins to come into your space. You are going to run away. Preach what you are preaching. Don't come into kingdom. Because the moment you come into kingdom. You are inviting things that you, are, you don't have the capacity. 
capacity and you have not amen, allowed them to train and teach you. You've not sat under men and women hallelujah, whom they've downloaded hallelujah, the kingdom life, the kingdom culture. Listen to this. The kingdom is beyond the message. The kingdom is a philosophy. The kingdom is a culture. The kingdom is an identity. The kingdom, hallelujah, is the government of God on earth being established by the ecclesia called the saints. And that kingdom is behind, excuse me, is beyond what men say behind the pulpit. What we say behind the pulpit is good. But that kingdom must become a tool that resident in the life of people. That kingdom is carrying Christ to wherever you've been called to occupy. So if you're called to occupy, amen, let's say, for example, the world of science, physics, chemistry, you know, uh, uh, nanotechnology. You take that kingdom into that realm and begin to execute the life, the power, the dominion of the kingdom into that atmosphere. That's how the knowledge of God covers the earth. The knowledge of God covering the earth is not you going around the world preaching Jesus all around. Yes, you've got to preach and teach, equip people with the right tool to take Jesus to their place earlier of occupation to that farmland earlier to that you know estate business to that you know you know that computer business whatever you take the kingdom there and it's through there that the world because that's the language the world understands the world understands farming the world understands computer the world understands you understand you know whatever you're doing in the laboratory they understand they understand politics they understand you understand you know education you take the kingdom into amen the educational sector we want teachers with kingdom mindset. We want doctors with kingdom mindset. Amen. We want lawyers with kingdom mindset. Amen. We want engineers with kingdom mindset. So that the power of God can be can manifest, can flow through your life. For somebody like me, amen, I'm doing what God will have me to do. To train, to equip people, to build people, to brand people, to, you know, to establish them. So next year again, we're going to have, you know, towards the end of the year, I'm going to be Again, asking people you want to join, all right, you know, our mentorship, you know, school. My life is the model for teaching. You, you have to connect with me. So you want to be mentored. There are those who joined us last year. We're still training them. We're still building them. Yes. And we'll build you based on the pace you want to go. All right. Yes. You've got access to this grace, to this knowledge and information. We impact your life. Many of the people that we, we impact, you know, we do that, you know, behind the scene. This is just 1% of what I do. My major work is to train and, you know, people call you and you give them advice, you tell, show them, don't do this, do this. That's what the kingdom is all about. So you know what to do. You become like the sons of Issachar. You don't just have knowledge. You also have the tool. Thank God for the grace. Amen. To move around. I believe God next year I'll also be able to do one or two moving around. 
but we want to equip people because friends we want to continue to occupy until he comes we want to continue to what to occupy till he comes and for us to do that we have to work in the balance of kingdom perspective whatever the whatever the perspective of the kingdom is we want all of it we want to know everything we want to know everything we want to know everything listen you can listen to me is good but if you really want to be imparted in the spirit of what we're talking about you've got to reach out don't come like you know nicodemus in the night there are those who do that and we allow them to do that that's fine but if you you, you enjoy you love what you, your, your spirit resonates with what i'm talking about well you want to accelerate your kingdom identity your kingdom value remember the kingdom is not just a message it's a is a life Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life into the kingdom and through the kingdom. Avoiding spiritual extremism. Kill and eat, not me, Lord. That's the mindset of many apostles and apostolic houses today. Not me, Lord. Nothing unclean has touched my, my lips since the time I came into this apostolic dimension. <laughs> You're a fool. You don't understand the ways of God. You think a kingdom is just a message that somebody come and infuse into your mind. The kingdom is a life you live in Christ. That life, amen, embed within you a philosophy. That's the word, that's the language the world understands. Jihad is a philosophy. Mormonism is a philosophy, is a way of life. Buddhism is a philosophy. That's why you see Christian quoting you know Buddha. Because that thing sound logical. It sound good. The teachings of Buddha sound excellent. If you don't have the, the, the Christ life in you, you would have been preaching Buddha. You think you're preaching Jesus? <laughs> oh, God help me. A lot of Christians I see today, they quote, you know, stoicism. You know what stoicism means? Stoicism means things are programmed to be in certain way. So whatever happened in life, they are just going to fit in to how they've been programmed. No, that's not kingdom of God. <laughs> that's not kingdom of God. The kingdom of God says you can turn things around. You can command earlier the ship. You can redirect the ship. To the right path. God is not stoic. I'm sure you've even heard me saying that. No. That's the wrong idea of, of destiny. You allow, hallelujah, to correct things. You allow, amen, to re-navigate. You are allowed to recalculate. You are allowed, amen, you know, to, to, to reset the GPS. Kambragadaya. If things are not in alignment with God's intention for your life, 
because you were born into you know a society a family that says where well, this is how everybody does things this is how we do it this is you know this is how your father did it this is how your mother did this so you also just continue on that line and you know this part is gonna end you the same way ended up you are allowed to say sorry not me that's my life idea amen the tradition idea the belief system did it cost you it cost me but i have set a standard for my children not me no well uh, this is how we do it you, you don't understand where well, in south africa this is how we do it this is this is no no you don't have to end up the way everybody ended up you don't have to live and think the way, amen, the general society, amen, behave, thinks. You also don't have to, amen, force yourself into buying things that you know, amen, is going to cost you tomorrow. You don't have to follow, amen, yes, the societal belief system. Just to fit in. That's why you come into the kingdom. The kingdom completely overalls your life, your thinking, your beliefs. You can be a Christian never touch kingdom. You can be a Christian, a lover of, you know, church. You go to church. And in fact, you can love Christ, <laughs> Jesus. But the image of the Jesus you have, amen, is charismatic. It's traditional. You understand? You know, people, uh, 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 please, please. That, that's not Jesus. Don't put that on me, okay? Have, you have your own Jesus. People, people have defined all kinds of Jesus for themselves today. Oprah Winfrey have her own Jesus. Rick Warren has his own Jesus. The Jesus that can connect, you understand, with Islam, that can connect with, I mean, many Christians today have become glorified, you know, uh, 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 you know, you know, Judaisms. They, they are, in fact, many, 98% of the church across the world are practicing Judaism in the name of following Christ. Sorry, Judaism is not Christianity. Christianity is to follow Christ, is to be like Christ. And this war going on, all right, in 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 in, in Israel has stirred up all kinds of things. Now we can see, we know, even people call themselves prophets, but they are following some you know jewish belief jewish tradition where is the knowledge of the new testament church what you claim i mean guys i used to honor <laughs> i celebrate them hey, like god just used this war going on you know in israel to stare there you know you know people get emotional we get stared up so even you you practice judaism We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but we also pray for the peace of the life of people that have been bombed. Are you seeing those people that are being killed in Gaza? Are you saying their life, amen, what's nothing to God? Are you saying Jesus never died for those people? If that is what Christianity is, then we should forget it. Let's go look for another religion or start another religion. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? We cannot be one-sided. That's why Jesus is the center, is the balance, is the anchor. So I keep telling people I'm a Christian. 
and I define what that means. I'm a Christ follower. Uh, yes, that's what they call them in Antioch. Uh, these are Christ followers. Whatever that name means to you, that's you. To me, I'm a Christ follower. My religion is to follow Christ, not traditions of men. My religion is to live in my, the way Christ, he died for me. Earlier, so I can follow. I've been teaching this for 30 years, 30 years, bro. I've been teaching the people, the churches we raise in Nigeria, follow Jesus. If you come to the church there, you will sit on the wall. A big painting there is called the revelation of Jesus. Not the revelation of the church. Not even the revelation of the kingdom. The kingdom resides in him. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All things consist in him. Like I always say, the only in Christianity you will discover that the kingdom dwells in Christ. So even your idea, your belief, your teaching about kingdom, if it's not Christocentric, if it's not connected to the, to the core, called Christ I'm telling you that message will be flawed that message will be flawed so I don't preach kingdom outside of Christ Christ is my perspective to kingdom he is the only king that does not sit on the throne called kingdom throne no the throne sits in him I was crazy when God began to download this thing into my life until I heard Jesse Depen Lewis also spoke about this and then I heard you know watch my knee and the rest of them saying the same thing I said after I'm not crazy so those names you're by now you know that they are people that have mentored my, my journey with God my idea of the kingdom does not come from the Caribbean or from America or from God knows where no 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 I'm like Saul who collided with Christ three days I was blind when they opened my eyes they opened my eyes to the reality of Christ and then began to understand the kingdom and it's from that point that I'm speaking that the kingdom is very complex because Christ himself is a complex life is a complex man To understand Christ is to begin to understand the ministry of the cherubims, to understand the seraphims, to understand all these dimensions. And yet he said, what is man? Are you mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? I need to run the friends. I just got stared up again. <laughs> Jesus in his day exercise power to establish the dominion the ministry of the restoration area of the kingdom of God upon the earth he, he exercised power earlier he brought order you see you cannot bring order because that's one aspect of the kingdom to bring order order is about government that's why every nation amen has got has got people in power 
Those people, some of them, if you meet them physically, you can slap them. You can you can give them a good one. In fact, you, you can spit on them. But because of the, the office they carry, because of that office, they have certain power that when you see them, you cannot but to honor them, to celebrate them, you know? <laughs> you know, to call people that are not honorable, honorable. We call thieves honorable. And there's nothing honorable about their life. But because that office they occupy demands that you call them honorable. Your Excellency, but you know this man is a thief. Your Excellency, sir. <laughs> the man that if I catch him, if, if, I, if I catch him by the street corner, I will have decked his eyes blue. <laughs> because I know he has brought shame. To the nation and then we call them honorable people we should anchor up and throw them in jail but because of that office that's what is called government it's not about you it's about what you represent it's about what you carry and we have to recognize and honor that so let's understand what the Lord is calling us into in this end of days. It's time to strip ourselves of all this regalia and let him wear us the reality of his kingdom so we can walk in the balance. We can represent his image. The world wants to see. They don't want to see you. They want to see Christ. And Christ will not manifest through your life if, the, if your life is compromised. If there are, you know, issues in your life. If there are all kinds of, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The reason why we are so fixated on one era is because we have not seen Christ. When you see Christ, you will see all things well. You want to pray for that man. He said, what do you see? He said, I have. I see men walking like trees. They say, ah, ah sorry. <laughs> this one is disaster. <laughs> that is what some of our teaching has done to some people. They are seen, but they are not seen correctly. They are seen, but they are seen partially. I know what I'm talking about. Because with this, without these eyeglasses, I cannot see properly. This eyeglasses is like... You know, the lens view of Christ. Oh, now I see all things well. That's how some of us see. Jesus prayed for me again. Some of us need to be prayed for again. This prayer is for the adjustment of our sight. It's for the adjustment of our philosophy. It's for the adjustment of our thinking. It's for the adjustment amen, of our, you know, passion. Adjustment of our values. Adjustment. They adjust your values. Are you doing what you're doing? What's the reason? What's the purpose? Yes, it sounds good. It sounds laudable. But what is the agenda behind it? What's your motive? Let's see it. You know, people don't see motive. <laughs> you can be nice with the wrong agenda. Let's see. This is what the Lord is about. 
as we get ready, as God continue to adjust our wineskin, as they continue to correct, amen, you know, our template, as they continue to engage our vision, we must have, amen, a, a vision that can see into the heart of God that will allow us to charge against the forces, the kingdoms of darkness, unashamed, unafraid, because we are all in a kingdom and there's a kingdom war going on. There's a kingdom war. All those issues, you know, rearing their ugly head, you know, in, in Europe, you know, issues of culture, all those ungodly things, you know, being, being steered up all across. There are powers behind it, I keep telling you. So if you think, well, <laughs> we are just going to become uh, another, what do you call them now, activist. <laughs> Nobody, your activism will not be able to change anything in society. You've got to know where to go. You have to come to Mount Carmel. There is a Mount Carmel in the spirit where we've got to engage. Hallelujah. Where Jezebel and the false prophets of Baal engages you. Hallelujah. That is the place. You may be the only one. Amen. Who still have sight? Don't be afraid, Elijah. Go there. My power, amen. Yes, will be present. Bible says, amen. For, for the whole day, the prophets of Baal, they did what they do best. Cutting themselves. Offering their life. Offering themselves, amen, as a sacrifice unto the gods of the heavens. And the Lord, hallelujah, I shut the mouths of all the gods. They used to respond before. But this time around, God says no. Why? Because his son has called the people to the place of change. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Look at the prayer of Elijah. That's what I'm talking about. It's called the place of power. While Elijah was still praying, the fire fell. Because the word is, let the God who answer by fire be the God. Today might not be a God answering by fire. It can be a God that can disrupt things in the marketplace. Let the one, amen, who can bring disruption be the God. Will Babylon win? Oh God. If we don't have strategy of winning, we will not win. If we don't have the scepter to exercise authority for God to win, listen, all the people of God will die at the nose of Esther. Authority is given to you, power is given to you. But you don't want to stand up. They say, for such a time you have been brought to the throne, how can they give you a throne without authority, without power? Esther, rise up. Ah, we all, we all, we like the throne. We like, we like, the, we like, you know, the sense of power and authority. No, power is a call to execute judgment, to pass judgment. And to have power, you must be sound. You have to have sound mind. Go and ask Solomon. But you must also have, amen, the authority to execute. 
There are people they are afraid to exercise power. There are people they are afraid. I mean, when you preach message like this, they get, they, they, they get worried. They get, no, 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 no. Listen, that I'm talking about power does not mean that I don't have a man. IQ, I don't have aptitude, I don't have knowledge. Hallelujah. It's, that doesn't mean that I don't study, I do. So don't get yourself bothered. I'm only saying, hallelujah, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you can raise a standard because there's a God in you that says, raise a standard. Not standing and trying to quote you. That's not the time to quote. That's the time to execute. Oh, what just came to my spirit? They said to King Saul, You've got power. You've been given authority. I want you to go to the Amalekite now. I go to the Amalekite now. Kill everything. Kill everything from the young to the old. The king, everything killed. Yes, sir. Many of us in the kingdom, in the so-called kingdom, we are like so. When we see, amen, King Gag, Agag, the, the king of the Amalekite, when we, when we see his apparel, we see his presence, when we see, amen, what he represents, we can't lift us out. We cannot execute the judgment of God. We are carried away by the image of men. Because, you see, our idea is we want to occupy the land. We want to take over. We want to, we, you know, we, we want to turn the earth, yes, to the kingdom of God. But you cannot, hallelujah, execute the judgment of God in Babylon. Babylon uses subtlety, subtlety to step into your life. They use, amen, their good things. Look at that car. Look at that building. They turn the attention of Jesus. They say, look at the building the Herod has built for us. Look at the structure. He built, hallelujah, for the, for the name of our God. Jesus looked at it and said, yes, it's beautiful. But not one stone will be left on top. Do you have such capacity, hallelujah, to bring down image of false city and false, you know, towers? Do you have such capacity? When they say kill and eat, can you kill and eat? When they say bring down, can you bring down? Or would you be using your knowledge? You say no. We, you know, we can actually use this to, to advance our apostolic mandate, you know. We can actually... <laughs> oh, please don't mind me. I'm being sarcastic. But I'm also telling you the truth. We love the honor of men than the honor of God. Please don't forget, I'm just a voice of one crying in the wilderness. We will celebrate what God has called prof profane. We are like Achan. We love the Babylonish gamuts. We love the look of Babylonians. We admire them. We love their structure. We love their building. We celebrate. We use them as reference. We celebrate, you understand, their victory, their achievements. We compare them with ourselves. You're a fool. The things you call ministry and you're pursuing is a 
pattern after the image of Babylon. The things God say condemn. Saw. You kill everything there. Nothing must leave. You think you know better than God. You think you are wiser than God. In fact, today you hear people say, What kind of a God are you guys claiming to be serving? Who says everything must be killed, including the children? <laughs> Now they want to question God. You want to question the wisdom of God. In a million gazillion years, your knowledge and, the, and your interpretation about God and righteousness and justice would never be able to even stand before God. That's a mistake I don't want to make. That when God gives me a command, of course, we understand this from the concept of the New Testament. We know we know what God was doing to Abraham when he says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, take him to Moriah in one of the mountains I will show you. Go sacrifice him there. We know what God was up to. You see, you have to be in the mind of God to know what God is up to. And sometimes, oftentimes, God doesn't even reveal certain aspects to you. Because if he does, then you can... You can project, you can preempt. You understand what to do? No, God wants to see what you want to do. God wants to see if truly you trust him, you believe him. That's why God says certain things, we don't respond. And that's why the things of God, amen, are where they are today. We, we seem to be in a stalemate. Because nobody wants to hear. We judge what we want to hear. Amen. We, we, we define what we want to hear. We are selective in our obedience. God, speak to me. Kill everything. <laughs> he took the king. Are you think that? Do you think that Saul just took the king just as a souvenir? No, he wants to use the king as a leverage. You know, in his in his kingdom advancement. You know, in the reign of his kingdom. You know, to conquer other places. See what I've done. I captured the king. Some other kingdoms will be like, oh, wow, you're so powerful. God said, kill everything. And then, to make it even worse, it took a lot of, you know, cattle in the place. He said, no, this one, we're going to use it for sacrifice unto the living God. Which sacrifice? Which fully sacrifice are you talking about? To which God? Your sacrifice is an abomination in my sight, he said. Because your sacrifice is not in accordance to the spirit of truth and obedience. Oh, what a word this morning. All those lifting up of all those worship songs, all those nice things we do in our churches, they are abominations, said the Lord, because the motive behind it, amen, is for another agenda that is not God. We use God. People come and see, wow, what an atmosphere. No, that atmosphere has been created to capture certain people, to give people a wrong image, a wrong, you know, idea. Well, God must be here. It's not there. It's a make believe, it's a mirage. They create all this atmosphere. You think 
this is to bring God down no it's to reach your pocket mister it's to give you a false image of another God wow Ooh, I feel the presence of God it's not God you're feeling you're working on your emotions why because the system the heart of the leader and the people who defines how things are governed there are in rebellion to the ways of God so every other thing that they do cannot be right you can't live a wrong life and do the right thing amen, for God to approve sorry it's not gonna work living in the balance These are message for the end time church, last day church, third day church. I thought I was done. God Almighty, it's two hours plus. Don't let nobody fool you. God cannot be mocked. God cannot be mocked. He has his way. He has his standard. He has his beliefs. There's a way he wants you to live and think and reason. He wants you to act. There's a way he wants you to respond. You can do the right. You can be doing the right thing with the wrong motive. You can give yourself to be burned. And you still may not have love. In fact, not, the word is not might. You don't have love. This thing is, is, is serious. People can live all their life looking righteous. And on that day, the Lord will say to them, Sorry, depart from me. You workers of iniquity. Everything you did on earth, everything you built was totally against my will. Wow. But people applaud you. People celebrate you. You got openings. You government celebrate you. I mean, community, society, everything, everybody love you and call you good names and God, maybe you're mistaken, maybe you're mistaking me for somebody else, no, they said it's you, sorry, we don't know you you refuse to speak of me before men, you're ashamed of me before people, sorry I'm also ashamed of you before my father and his holy angel, depart from me workers of iniquity, friends this thing is is, 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 is dangerous So how then do we measure success? How do we measure prosperity? How do we measure achievement? How do we measure fulfillment? How do we live in the balance of heaven's intention? How do we look at people and define if indeed they're a failure or they're actually approved? Do we have the prophetic sight do we have, amen, the spiritual understanding? Can we see? Can we measure? Can we walk in the perspective of the kingdom of God without falling into the error of misjudging? How many ministry men, people, things you've seen and you've called those things failure? You've judged them failure. In fact, those people may, themselves may be judging themselves failure. Because they are under pressure to manifest what society wants them to show. 
what the church wants them to show and they are unable and before God heaven is celebrating them how do we live in the balance and move away from extremism extremism listen extremism does not mean that suddenly you fall into an error extremism means you see one truth and you hang on to that one truth alone but you never see amen the other aspects of the truth remember there's one truth is jesus christ but the way you define jesus in every area of life in every aspect in every sector of life amen must be amen inconsistent to his values <laughs> to his desire to his intentions to his objective amen and to the reality of what he calls his kingdom so you can't just say well i'm preaching jesus but your value is speaking contrary your belief is contrary the things you're doing the ministry you're running the business you're running the career you're running amen is for something else that's not jesus that is you using jesus to try to make a name for yourself oh come on lord <laughs> jesus hallelujah this is where you say ouch ouch I don't intend to be hard but when the Lord touch your lips you cannot but to what prophesy it's coming from a place that God wants to bring alignment correction and balance to his church is ecclesia so people you know their life is you know have you seen somebody trying to drown have you seen the splash they make all kinds of noise and splash and you actually think they're swimming no they're actually drowning so what you see amen is a manifestation of a life of a ministry that is drowning of a home drowning and rather than them call for help so the Lord can pull them out they continue to exact the, the strength until they have no more strength again they just drowned may that not be our portion may we rise up May we call upon the name of the Lord. May we seek his face. Come on, friends. May we, may we ask the Lord to awaken our heart, to cause his light, his fire once again to burn in our heart. May we don't forget the context of the message this morning is to live in the realm of the power of God while we pursue knowledge of the kingdom of God amen because the world we live in is a world governed by kingdoms not by politics not by democracy all of those things are just fronts they are fronts fronts 
So let's understand that we live in the world where, amen, it is the battle of kingdoms. It is the kingdom of God, hallelujah, and the kingdom of darkness. Listen, this is not about, amen, God and Satan. There is no God and Satan. There's no comparison between God and Satan. Amen. <laughs> you know, God, Jesus is not the opposite of Satan. Satan is not the opposite of, of you know, uh, 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 you know, of Jesus. If you talk about Satan and Michael, yes, but there are no levels. But there's a kingdom, and that kingdom works through divine representation. That's what I'm talking about. And we are supposed to be representing the kingdom. We cannot afford to walk in ignorance. So the enemy does not take undue advantage. That's what I'm talking about. We need to walk in the understanding of all the provisions, of all the resources at our disposal. So we can execute, so we can manifest, so we can represent, so we can carry out what has been commissioned, committed into our hands. That is the message. And that we will do as we continue to track the heart of God. Wherever. It starts with the power of lifestyle. To the power of executing the judgment of God in the marketplace. In the realm of politics. Over cities. Over nations. Hallelujah. Where we exercise the power of God over our community. And guess what? You don't have to be known to exercise power. You don't have to be recognized. You just need to have, amen, a recognition before heaven. You just need to have, amen, an identity that is aligned with that of Christ. That's what. That's all you need. That's your qualification. And continue to flow and desire and let him lead you. You just need to have a passion for his word and take that which has been written and make it, hallelujah, part of your life. And the word became flesh and dwell among men. And they beheld his glory. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The kingdom of God. Is not a matter of talk. But of power. That power is. Amen. The authority to represent. That power is the authority. Amen. To execute. That power is the authority. To annul. Amen. To disannul. That power is the authority. Hallelujah. To build. That power is the authority. To cast down. To pull down. That power is the ability to plant and build. And establish the kingdom of God. You can't do all of that. If all you have is head knowledge. You'll be defeated. You'll be beaten down. House down. Father, we glorify you. Oh, hallelujah. Come and celebrate the Lord this morning. If you're listening and you have not subscribed to our channel on YouTube, please do. We want you to. Because we are a voice of one crying in the wilderness. We're preparing the way of the Lord within the nations, within the hearts of men. We want God to be glorified in all that we stand for and represent in this end of days. Wherever you are, I want you to honor God. Give glory to his name because the Lord is at work. The Lord is at work in the life, hallelujah, of his people. The Lord is at work, amen, in the church, hallelujah. The Lord is doing a new thing. Don't be moved by those things you see that men have built. The Bible says, and God said, let us come down and see what these people are building. Let's see the tower. Hallelujah. They're building. Let's see the city. They're building. Kingdoms. Hallelujah. Yes, are building things. Babylon has the power to build. 
But when God comes down, he judges it. God is causing men and women who have the ability to come down from the mountain. Hallelujah. To put an end to the madness of Babylon. To put an end, yes, to the, to the lies of Babylon. Come on. We're doing all of this for the sake of creation. Yes. That's why we're here. That's the reason why I'm here. That's the reason why I'm saying these things. So that the world will not be deceived. So that people will not be carried away and be lured by a false gospel. By an imbalanced gospel. By a one-sided gospel. The Bible says if the days are not cut short, even the very elect will be deceived. The things the Lord is calling us to address are things that will cause us not to fall into the trap of the end time deception. Many of the end time you know, deception will be based on issues around the scripture, issues around the word of God, issues around our assignment, issues around amen, the anointing, issues around what we approve, issues around the values of our spirituality. Oh, what a release this morning. What a release this morning. I, I, wasn't pre I didn't prepare for the things that God was saying this morning. <laughs> I'm telling you. But we welcome this word. With all our hearts. Let the mountains. Hallelujah. Yes. Be brought low. Let the valleys be filled. Let the crooked path be made straight. Come on friend. Let's become the company of them. Who is the voice of one crying in the wilderness of the nations. It's a wilderness out there. But they are filled with, amen, high-rising, you know, uh, skyscrapers. Amen. Everything is looking modern. But it's a wilderness. Because God is not there. Because the glory of God is not there. Let's not admire, admi admire what God says bring judgment to. Come on. Cry against the walls. Against the city. Against the activity of Babylon. Don't begin to ask the Lord, what shall I cry? Come on, cry. Hallelujah. Speak the word of the Lord. Ask the Lord to empower you, to endow you anew afresh. Ask him to grant you, amen, the strength to stand for him in this end of days. You cannot claim to have the knowledge of God and yet you don't have his power. And yet you are paralyzed, amen. You are disempowered. You, dis you are disenfranchised. Come on, listen to this. There are all kinds of power heaven wants us to come into to exist execute the judgment of God we thank him we speak this word into the atmosphere we speak these words into the atmosphere nations are hearing as this word is going forth into yes the airwave change is taking place we collide with every principalities and power we collide with the forces of darkness we collide yes with the Activities of hell over the realms of nations of the continent in the name of Jesus we declare this day there's a shift in the realm of the spirit there's a shift over the nations there's a shift over our society there's a shift within our government within the politics and the and the policies that defies yes what governs our land there's a shift there's a change taking place we declare a change of the wine skin we say a new ecclesia is emerging coming with the authority when David came, hallelujah, he came with power. And he exercised that power. And we saw Goliath down on his face. We will, we will change nations. We will change society. Yes, we will have men and women 
who God will empower with grace, with skill, who will go into schools, yes, who will go into university, who will teach our young people the way of the Lord, like Daniel, young, vibrant in the name of Jesus, like Esther, they will use, yes, their charisma, their beauty, they will use their giftings, hallelujah, to establish for God a throne in the land of Shushan, in the land of Babylon, hallelujah, we will go into Egypt like Joseph, we will execute the judgment of God as we interpret the dreams of Pharaoh. We will bring the nations down and we will exalt the name of the Lord. The kingdom of this world shall become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. Christ shall reign. His name shall be hallowed in the land. The glory of this latter house filled with power, filled with the presence of God will be greater, hallelujah, than the glory of the former house. We declare it. A company of Ezra, our life. A company, hallelujah, of Ezra. We are the Ezra company, hallelujah. We are the Agai's company. We are coming. We are the Nehemiah's com company. All of these people were able to do what they did because, amen, there was a power to execute. They didn't just have a knowledge, but they could execute, hallelujah. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the disciples going from city to city. The reason why the church was able to transit from Jerusalem to the Antioch, hallelujah, model is because the presence of God was, hallelujah, in their life. And from there, the Bible says, amen. God says, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I've assigned them. As they went into the nation, they went to establish the glory of God. God wants to come into your city. And he wants you to have what it takes to represent him. God wants to come into your community. But he wants you, hallelujah, to have what it takes to represent him. Come on. This is the day of the Lord. This is the day of his glory. This is the day of his manifestation. Open up your life. Open up your home. Open up your soul. Open up, hallelujah, every aspect of your being. Say, this is me, Lord. I present myself to you. Have your way. Be glorified. What a word. What a day, what a word, my friend. What a day, what a word. What a day, what a word. Run with the word. Run with the word. Let one run and run to another and proclaim. A new day has come. This is the new day of the Lord. This is the day of his power, the day of his majesty. This is the day of his might. This is the day of his glory. This is the day of his authority. Arise and shine. Come on. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Don't let darkness, amen, define you. Don't let darkness, amen, define your narrative. Don't let darkness, amen, limit you. Break away from the limitations of darkness. Break away from the old. Break away from the mindset of yesterday. Break forth into a new day. See the new frontier. Hear the voice of him that calls, hallelujah, yes, from afar. He's calling you. Live that order, amen. Break away from them, hallelujah, who refuse, hallelujah, to follow. Hear his voice. Step out of the boat. Walk on the water. Take dominion in the name of Jesus. Proclaim and declare the kingdoms of this world has become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. It's a new day. It's a new day. Let the voice of a new day church arise. 
let the voice of a new society arise let the voice of a new civilization arise let the voice of a new warrior of a new company arise arise take your place this is the day hallelujah where God is calibrating our sight is giving us new perspective is giving us hallelujah more in-depth knowledge and understanding of his demand of his requirement this is not the day to see one side and run with one side no you want to have eyes all around you the Bible talk about hallelujah the creatures who stand before his throne they've got eyes all around them hallelujah even beneath their wings there are sight sight for the journey sight for the new day sight for tomorrow hallelujah sight for the church amen that the lord is calling that is coming out amen out of the quagmire out of the weakness of yesterday out of the defeat of yesterday god is doing a new thing hallelujah come on do not consider the old you've got to be amen you've got to focus you've got to see you've got to align yourself with that which god is doing there's a context hallelujah to that that's which God is doing in this new day. And you have to see it. They said to Abraham. To as far as you have seen. But that was after Lot had left. There are certain dimensions we will not come into. Until we begin to disengage. We begin to disengage with certain familiar spirit that has become a burden to us. Hallelujah. Familiar spirit that has become a burden. Lord, amen, has become too familiar with the things of God, with the things, amen, of his uncle. His uncle was wise. He said, you look left, look right. Wherever you choose to go, it's yours. You see, that is the kind of church God is looking for in this end of day. As we come into the day of occupying, hallelujah, until it comes. Until until it comes, amen, it's not two weeks time. Until it comes, amen, might not even be 20 years now, might not even be 200 years now. As long as it tarries, we want to have a relevant church positioned at the gate, hallelujah. Ushering in, hallelujah, the nations into the kingdom. Bringing forth the demand of God without holding back. No holds back. Occupy till I come. Talent has been given. That talent is power. That talent must be translated, amen, to scepter, to scepter, to scepter. I said those talents, amen, must be translated to scepter. Rule thou in the midst of thy enemy. Out of Zion shall go forth. The majesty of God. Don't be like Saul. Occupy. Kill everything in the land. Take. Don't don't take the king captive. Slay him. Agag must be slain. He came back with Agag or Agag, whatever you want to call him came back with a religious spirit he said we brought rams we brought all of this so we can offer to you Aye. Saul said you have done a foolish thing we want to move out of foolishness and enter into a day of wisdom church we want to enter into a day of a calibrated sight so we can walk in the tightness of obedience that's what that's what God Aaliyah, listens to. That's the only thing God hears. Do you obey? Did you obey me? Do you listen to me? Do you fulfill what I ask you to do? Or you lived in selective obedience. You chose what you want to obey. 
The apostolic is not selecting what we want. The apostolic is not selecting what we want to build. You've got an image of what you want to build. Throw away that image and let God download into you. Let God use his prophetic spirit, his prophetic grace. Let God use his prophetic desire and divine blueprint. Amen. To infuse into your mind the image, the architectural image of his intention for the region, for the place that he has called you into. It's not your design. If it's your design, it is your resource to build it. What you design, you can't ask God for resource to build. Build according to the pattern we show you. When they give you the pattern, they also give you the resource. And they give you the set of authority to execute. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we honor you. It's a day of kingdom balance. It's a day of kingdom life. We want to walk, hallelujah. Yes, in this order of life, walking in the balance of kingdom perspective. We honor you, Father. We glorify your name. We hear your sound. And we release that sound into the atmosphere of the nations. More than ever before, we declare that we are nearer. Our redemption is nearer than amen we ever thought. Our redemption is nearer, closer than yesterday. Hallelujah. Our salvation is closer, is nearer, oh God, than yesterday. We press him, we press forth, oh God. We go yonder, we break barriers, we break limitation, we break forth, we declare it's a new day. It's a new day, a new priesthood. A priesthood pattern after the order of Christ. A priest to pattern after the order of the tribe of Judah. A priest to pattern after the order, hallelujah, of Melchizedek. We glorify you, Lamb of God. We honor you. We praise you. The nations are coming. The nations are coming. And we avoid casualty. We move away from extremism. We move away from lies. We move away from avoided mistakes. We, there are mistakes we can avoid. Show us the pattern. Show us the way. Help us. Grant us strength and grace. Enable us in this new day. In this day where the strength of men are being drained. In this day where men are being disempowered. In this day where society are being disempowered. In this day where the church is becoming more intellectual. Rather than becoming more spiritual. Empowered by the spirit. Establishing the government of God on earth. We are becoming more intellectual. And we are using intellectualism. You know, to, to, to excuse our way. To excuse ourselves from the position of establishing the kingdom of God on earth. Father, we repent from that order. It's subtle. It's a deception that is very subtle. But we rise up. There are those you have called to do what they need to do. Let them do what they need to do. But we need to stir up, oh God. Yes, a holy indignation within the hearts of your people to see that we've been disempowered. To see that we are afraid. We've got to come out of our caves, oh God. Like Gideon, we have to come out of our cave and execute and exercise power and authority. We're coming out of the cave. Everything has been taken because we are afraid. Come out, almighty man of war, they said to him. 
he was looking. Who are you talking to? Who are you referring to? They say, you! You! You've been preaching apostolic, you've been preaching kingdom, but you live in fear. Because your life is only secure in material things. You're only secure in what people can build in what you see. God is no longer your security. Christ is no longer your security. You feel inferior. You feel, you feel that you are disenfranchised. They say silver and gold we do not have. We live in a day where if you don't have certain things, if you don't dress in a certain way, you don't come with certain car, nobody recognizes you. That's why people are under pressure. And when we are under pressure, we do things in the flesh. We go the way of Cain. We start slaying our brother. Who are we representing? What are we representing? What do we stand for? Silver and gold we do not have. Not like we don't want it. We just don't have it now. But there's something we have in the now. There's something that silver and gold cannot buy. There's something that the most powerful politician cannot give to you. There is something, hallelujah, that the presidency in the United States, hallelujah, cannot offer to you. There is something that, that you carry that the UN cannot bestow on you, such as we have. What do we have? Friends, what do we have in this end of days? What do we have? What is that amen scepter? What is that power that we have? I was aware we have the name of Jesus. How has that name translated into tools? Amen. Yes, that changes things, that transform things, amen, that renew, that reform things, amen, that turn things around, that cause hallelujah, the desert to be filled with water. Is that name working for us? Or they've said to us, sorry, I don't know you. It's time to go back and be refilled. Because we've run out of life. We've run out of oxygen. We've run out of wine. The vessel is empty. And you know what they say? Empty barrel makes the loudest noise. Could that be the reason why we're so noisy? Could that be the reason why we are so noisy today? Noise, but no demonstration. Noise, no life. Noise, no change. Noise, no transformation. Noise all around social media. Noise everywhere. Noise, 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 noise. It's all noise. Come on. I want to see a day where God steps into the scene. It's time. Feel us. Feel. Feel. They say, go to the stream. Feel the jars. Feel the vessels. Then fetch. Take it to the master of ceremony. Father, we hear your voice. We want you to feel us. I need you to feel me. I'm, I'm entering into a day where, except you feel me, I'm done. I'm finished. Dead. I will go into oblivion. Maybe this message is for me. Maybe I'm not preaching to you. Maybe I'm preaching to myself because 
I listen to my message. I'm the best listener of my own message. When I'm done with this message, I listen to it again. As I move around the house, try to do other things, I listen to it. I learn from the things because I'm saying things that I know can only be God. So I don't preach and just, okay, no, 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 no. I listen. I feed on these things. So maybe I'm preaching to myself. That's fine. Maybe God is using me to correct me. God does that. God can use you to correct you. Yes. <laughs> so I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for this wisdom, this download this morning. Thank you for the things that you are doing, establishing in my life. My days are just beginning. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready, oh God. Yes, to die now. I'm not ready to give it. I'm not ready to throw in the tower. There's still one more day to fight, but I need your grace, power. I need, oh God, your dunamis. I need your endowment. I need all that I can get, oh God. I need to be dressed ready. Even as I undress myself from the armories, from the wares of yesterday, I'm having a new dress, a new attire. Yes. They say, friend, what are you doing here? You're wearing the wrong attire. For the wrong, for, for, for this occasion, there's, a, there's an attire you've got to wear. Didn't you get the memo? Didn't you get the message that there's a dressing that is required for you, hallelujah, to be able to sit among this company? What are you doing here? Oh, well, you know, we pali pali, you know. You know, friend, I didn't have the time, you know, to go home and change. They said, no, 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 no. Bundle him, cast him out. Hey, friends, you've got to hear the sound of the spirit. There's a new attire. There's a new mindset. There's a new belief system. I know what we enter 2000, you know, in 2020, excuse me, in, in, in the year 20, you know, uh, 2000, what we came into, amen, yes, in the 90s is completely different from what they are, they are calling us into in this new day. In this new day, we need to wear an attire, hallelujah, that, amen, is fitted with certain capacity, certain ability, amen, certain authority that will allow us to rule in the midst of our enemy to establish the kingdom of God in the midst hallelujah of compromise in the midst that's Noah for you Noah was able to build in the midst of contradiction he was not polluted he was not he was not he was not tampered with he built that thing hallelujah yes that is what we need in this day in the day of the AI in the day of artificial intelligence in the days where amen demigods and and all kinds of human noise are coming and all kinds of spirits are, are emerging and are you know connecting with man listen we need the power of god we need to come into the day of daniel so when we are throwing the fire we are still gl glowing still glowing it's a new day it's a new day that in the fire we're still glowing no, no, the fire is to kill them, is to destroy them. But the fire purifies them. The fire unveils the nature of the fat man. They said, did we not throw three there? We honor you, Lamb of God. We celebrate you. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, I release this word into the nations. Lord, let the hearts be stirred. 
awaken us from slumber awaken us oh god from slumber awaken us oh god yes from one-sided gospel from a lopsided gospel awaken us oh god from the lies of the enemy from destruction awaken us oh god from seduction awaken us from deception awaken us oh god from limitation we break the chains away we declare it's a brand new day arise Peter it's a brand new day let the door let the gates let the chain fall off hallelujah it's time to enter into the day of kingdom apostolic representation it's time to take the scepter and go forth and speak about this life they say go position yourself at the gate and speak about this way of life it's a brand new day. If you're going to be a carrier of the life, you've got to have the power to execute, to establish the ministry of life. This is the day of the ministry of light and life. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Father, we thank you. Oh, glory. It's three hours, three hours, three hours I've been preaching, friends. Oh, what a day, what a day, what a day. We thank you, Lamb of God. We give you glory. The light is going to go off now. So thank you everyone for watching this morning. I am so grateful. Please subscribe to our channel. We'll see you again. God bless you. Keep the vision alive. Keep watching. The Lord is coming. He's coming into your space. He's coming into your domain. Don't give up. Get renewed. Get empowered. Get envisioned. Hallelujah. And move into the realities of God for your life. God bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.